Welcome. Good afternoon, evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Hello for all of eternity. Take a dip and welcome back to your favorite podcast. We are Beyond the Basement, the complete breakdown podcast. I feel like we should have a breakdown play right there. We should. Like we have the heavy music. You need to have your guitar with you. Yes. And then just drop a fat breakdown. Belt out some drop tune. Well, if you don't know us, if you're for the first time, um, they call me Eric. To my left, slash your right, is... Rachel. And to my other direction... I'm your father. Welcome to the podcast. His he, name's actually Pete. To four people in the world, you are indeed their father. And to a, millions of online people <laughs> that I beat at video games. You're your also daddy. their father. <laughs> your daddy. Because okay. he's, no, he spanks them. Getting weird. Okay, so yeah. we're on episode 82... Uh, this one's called Thaw, and this I I'm already losing it here. Season four, episode twenty-two. Somebody in the chat, please help me out. I feel like I always mess that part it's up. 80, episode eighty-two, right? It's episode eighty-two, but I think it's also episode season four, episode twenty-something. Season five, episode. Yeah, season five. Four. It's season mm-hmm. five, dog. Season five, episode five. I think it's season four, episode twenty-three. Oh, Charlie is saying twenty-three. That sounds correct. Oh, hey, look. Yep. All right. Season 4, episode 23. Um, before I get to the recap, I just want to remind everybody, if you're watching this on the YouTubes, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Very, very helpful. Um, if you like the video, you should like the video. There's a button for that, so hit that. That's very helpful. It looks like this. Um, and if you haven't Thumb. yet joined us live, so Sunday nights, we're here on Twitch, 5 p.m. Pacific West Coast time, whatever the heck that is. I don't remember like the It's currently numbers. Pacific Standard Time. PST. PST. Psst. Come join us. Come join us live on Twitch. And then also, I've been forgetting this basically since we the second half of AOT here. Make sure if you're listening on audio to go uh, find us on Spotify uh, slash iTunes or wherever and give us a five-star review. That would actually be pretty much the most helpful thing you can do. Helps the podcast get around to the world. You could give us a 17-star review too if that's possible. If you can fit that many in there, please do. No manga spoilers. Also, it was Annie! Annie. Yeah. It was... Yeah. The whole time. The whole time. The question was, and the answer was, it was Annie. We had that question right, but the, the sorry, the, the answer was, it was Annie. We had mm-hmm. the answer right. But the question was, who left wet footprints in the bathroom? It was Annie. It was Annie. It was Annie. Okay, who now broke we know the question. Okay. Mr. Leonhardt's knee. Yeah. It was, it was Annie. Annie. <laughs> it was always Annie. Yeah. Okay. If you guys haven't, there's a bunch of people who are kind of like new to the show that are listening through like the current season. Well, a bunch of people have emailed and said, hey, we're going back through season one. You should go through season one. I can't remember which episode it is, but- as you're listening to the podcast, you will just hear like an abrupt edit and then all of us like still laughing <laughs> because we were oh. trying to do the whole thing spoiler free. Like we do the spoiler free section and then we would talk about <laughs> the, sh- the show, like they'd do this, they'd be like, here's your warning and turn it off and we would do the spoiler section afterwards and straight up, we all did it. We all did it at some point Not or me. another. You, These okay, two just did. Kidding. Yeah, it was, just you, me it was and you and me. Yeah. But I like, <laughs> I had like a full just like retarded like what is wrong with me moment where I was like oh yeah so Annie blah blah and I'm like okay I just spoiled the entire <laughs> the freaking best thing was here. it was like two minutes into the episode yeah. he was doing the recap yeah. he was doing the, the spoiler free <laughs> recap <laughs> and he's like so the female titan anyway Annie and I we just like <laughs> it's like we looked at each other like okay don't spoil this anyway so Annie we both broke down laughing and we could not keep it together we had to restart the whole recording <laughs> we did I was like I, right, believe, I, I don't over. know if it was that same one but it was later on 
Pete almost spoiled said it too. Yeah. And I like diverted around. Yeah. <laughs> it's so there's so many it's so difficult. There's so many Both of them things to keep track of. Yeah, anyway, go find that episode. I need to post the like unedited version of that on YouTube, just that clip so you can all it's see how ridiculous it was. Bloopity bloop bloop yeah. blooper. Okay, so Let's do a recap of the episode for those of you who are listening. After the fact, this one's called Thaw. All right, so this one happens with the the rumbling. We catch up with uh, Hitch in particular and kind of follow her around for a lot of this episode. Uh, people are sh- still talking about, quote, the daydream from Aaron and all that jazz. Um, and Hitch is, she's like a big deal now, it seems like, because she's been guarding Annie and she's kind of telling people what to do and, you know, hey, get the right gear ready um, because people are like, rightfully upset that the walls have like fallen and killed a bunch of people so there's that okay we finally get to annie it it, it happens like the whole we, she's there she's alive and we find out that she's been conscious and able to hear as we suspected she could hear the yeah. whole time she's able to hear she knows how armin loves her. armin yeah so i'm curious how like how deeply did armin like profess his love is the real <laughs> how far did he go with that like because you get weird wow he thought no one did was he listening. tell her how much bertolt loved her Oh, I wonder. did he tell her about that one time in second grade when he actually peed his pants and he wanted anybody to know about it? Like, how deep did he go? It's it's really okay. He didn't have Aaron because Aaron was like emotionally distant anyway, and the Mikasa was probably too upset about Aaron being upset. So Armin's kind of on his own at that point. Yeah, he was always the third wheel anyway. Let's be real. That's just that's a sex ramp. So so they take off on horses, and we get to hear Annie's like the, the, her version of her own backstory, which is actually extremely helpful. Yes. Um, then of course we get to catch up with the flock roach himself and John and Armin and the whole crew. And basically this episode is sort of like not recapping, but it's like, all right, here's all the utter chaos that's going on. And in, in the wake of the rumbling while giant muscle beasts are just slowly crushing yeah. the world, crushing the world, we're about to crush the world, but at least they're in single file order. We were wondering <laughs> for two episodes. Now like we've been like, lines. we're like, are they going single file? Because that would be less destruction. That would be probably better, right? Yeah, it turns out that that's the case. Uh, and then, of course, the episode ends with um, the airships leaving back for... Mar- well, Connie has um, young Falco with them, which is disturbing, <laughs> and their exchange. And then the airships are leaving, and we we finally see that Hanjay and Levi are, in fact, still alive. Praise the Lord, count your blessings. I lost around. my marbles a little bit. Yeah. And they catch up with Piek and Magath. And this is going to be super weird. I don't know what's about to happen next, but that's going to get very interesting very fast. Yeah. Yeah. We've been kind of hoping for uh, for like Armin and for Hanji and for Piek to like all work together on the same side for once. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll get we'll get there when we get there. But I have a lot of thoughts about that that last scene. Okay. So let's start at the beginning, beginning here. Um the first thing it actually shows, it praise, also a praise, praise report, um, they didn't do a five-minute recap, so that's yeah. nice. Oh, yeah, they oh, just man. jumped right into it finally. It's like, thank you. So nice. That's nice of you. But they did play a weird outro credit scene during the end, which is, that feels just like the end of, 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 a, season. of a season. Yeah, where they like stop like, Are they going to take like, a break? They better is there not, not going to be break. an episode next week? Well, okay, I don't think it's next week, but coming up, I think uh, at the end of March, there is an episode that's already been said that it's going to be delayed by like a week so i think we will have like a random off week mm. i'm pretty sure and okay. we could do more of the ova stuff then at any rate yeah. it's not this time okay so the rumbling is going on and the rumbling is happening it specifically highlights it's happening in trost and trost if i'm re- if i'm remembering right is the district where um it's some stuff went down well before. okay i'm pretty sure that's where the whole um remember they had to fight their way back out there 
Chat, help me out here. Tros. That's, that's where the Tros- anti stuff happened, right? Isn't that where? No, that's Stoic. Oh, Stoic yeah. is in the interior. That's where the anti-thing happened. That's okay. behind wall. Is, is that the boulder thing? No, but but uh, Tros. Oh wait, yeah, maybe Tros is the one where he plugged it because it's the second time Isn't they that break where the walls. Aaron like picks up the. I think so. Like when he finally yeah. gets yeah, control. Yeah. The finale season one, the boulder. That's right, ah, the boulder. Okay, okay cool. thanks, All right. guys. All right, so we got that. All right, so Sto- so we're back in in Trost rather, and I'm not sure why they have to highlight that. I don't know. They just tell you where it's at, and I feel like there's some reason for it. I just couldn't really figure it out. But at any rate, we're catching up with like the destruction. And there's like people digging people out of rubble and like, hey, hit me, let me a hand. We got survivors and whatever. And like I said, we we see Hitch, and we haven't seen her since. It's been a minute. God, it has been a hot second. We oh, the last. Have, it's supposed to be Stoic. Oh, really? That's what he's saying. Oh. Yeah. That would make more sense, actually, if it actually was. Well, yeah, because Hitch is an that's MP. That's where Annie was. That would make sense. Hitch is an that's MP. That's what I was so, saying. Okay. Inside, yeah. Okay. All right, all right. That makes sense. They did establish that um, Hitch was kind of in charge of Annie, though, the last time we saw her. Yes. Because she was telling Armin she was going to ban him from coming back to see her. and Yeah. She's kind of like in charge of all that jazz. Somebody said uh, like how ironic or like how perfect it is that the like Hitch, like the laziest one out of all of them there is now like the lead MP. Yeah. Like the hardest, like the hardest working the one who actually has like purpose in her life. Okay. But remember she lost, um, so at the end of season three, Marlo, Marlo, she lost Bullcut man. Yeah. And, Poor and man. then the funny part is like later on, Annie's like, you're always telling me about lousy men. I was like, cause none of them are Marlo. They're so all sad. lousy except for him. Yeah. Which Rip. is probably what was happening. Okay. So she's pulling out survivors and, then we kind of get to this scene, which is super, super interesting. I feel like it's setting up a big chunk of the rest of the this, like, base, maybe the rest of the show, even. We have a bunch of survivors. They're, like, pulling, you know, dead people out. and They're, they're in, like, maybe, like, a makeshift hospital-looking type of thing. Like, they're just some random place where they can put wounded people. And there's, like, a lady on the floor, like, oh, you know, my son. And, you know, it was Aaron Yeager's fault. And, like, this whole conflict thing comes up within the people where it's, like, okay, on the one hand, you got a bunch of people who justifiably are like, hey, so Aaron did this rumbling thing and he's like, oh, I'm protecting paradise. But in the process, jacked up and killed a bunch of his own people that he says he's trying to protect. Yeah. Okay. This is the reason I want to bring this up. It's reminiscent. It's reminiscent because we just watched. Now, if this is correct, if that is a mistake, if this is all in Stoics, which I am pretty sure that sounds right. So I... I just right before we watched this one, I watched the last episode of season one where they're actually the Annie fight thing is happening. I thought it was gonna have more to do with this episode than it did, but it was helpful. So they're in that fight and Aaron is actually mad at Annie because there's like civilian casualties happening like on her watch. Now granted, in her case it was on purpose and she did like crush and kill people very much like not accidentally, but just because she's horrible, I guess. Yeah. But true. but he like brings it up and they have this whole fight in Stoic. And like Erwin is taking heat from Niall and from everybody. And then at the very end of the episode, they have like the whole like tribunal, like the court hearing thing where it's like all the higher ups and they're like, you know, hammering Erwin. They're like, what about all these dead people? And he's like, listen, it's a sacrifice and it sucks. But what else could we have done? Basically like this, this is the only way to move humanity forward. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to bring that up because like that's, this is another one of Isayama's like tricks to like get you into the moral, like the moral conundrum of the show. <laughs> Here's the question: Is it possible in your minds or anybody's mind that 
even all the destruction of the rumbling that is causing inside of his homeland and and just the Eldians that Aaron killed when he was in um, Liberio and like all of like the death because Aaron's now responsible for a bunch of definitely innocent people's lives yeah been lost a ton of them now is that what Aaron is thinking is he thinking to himself listen I don't want to do this but this is a sacrifice that must be made he he saw what Annie did Annie had a mission she had to fulfill her mission yeah and the bodies were collateral but they were worth it right that's mm-hmm. what she was thinking now so so going back to Erwin because Erwin yeah. makes that statement and at the yes. time I agreed with Erwin I was like that's not ideal that's not what you're looking for but if this is the only way to save all of humanity it's a risk that you have to take yeah I don't like making that calculation that's like the worst possible scenario that's how you lose your humanity but it's or or we just like Aaron's way past that point it doesn't matter my, the reason I'm saying it is because so like what is Aaron's goal then like if he's that if, I'm just saying it's interesting you kind of have to turn off your humanity to save humanity like yeah, yeah well, the, yeah. Line, the talk, line is yeah. they talk about that you have too, to yeah. put away your humanity be- to become a monster and that's what Annie did she had to put away like her hopes her dreams her feelings whatever and she had to see people as less than human in order mm-hmm. to accomplish her goal which in her case was pretty self-centered in mm-hmm. Aaron's case we hope it's for the greater good it's you know the, the greater good it's, it's <laughs> to help everybody in the world <laughs> that's a thing but to do so with the minimal casualties possible is heroic to do so just to get it done is like what Zeke was doing. Like, I don't care how many people it takes. I'll kill everybody. Yeah. Um, which is what we morally disagree with. We don't want that to happen, but if this is really the only way, however, we do see some seeds in this episode that maybe things are not quite exactly what's going to more, more is going on than meets the eye, right? We see Aaron and he's causing this rumbling to happen. And all of the, the Eldians all over the world are going, no, you guys, we have to get out of this internment zone. Aaron, they're coming. Right. And, and what do the people go? Like, Okay, well, you're right. We don't want to die. And they go, you guys are all in a conspiracies, right? We see the, the scene in Liberio. Mm-hmm. We yeah. see, you know, the guards pulling their guns on, on Mr. Leonhardt and mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Browse. Browse, yeah. And uh, Braun. Uh, Mr. Braun, yeah. Reiner Braun. Um, Mr. Reiner Braun's mom and everybody, they're pulling their guns out. And they're like, we're going to arrest you guys all. And, and, and Annie Leonhardt's dad, Mr. Leonhardt, like, he sees the promise in his mind and he stands up. And he begins to revolt. There's a revolt that happens in Liberio because of the events that Aaron set off. Mm-hmm. And what if this is the intention of Aaron? What, what if he saw all this happen and he goes, this is the only way to get my people free is I've got to fake this big rumbling. To make them rise up, to get them out of the place. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's still going to crush the world. It's going to be terrible. But that, hopefully there's something more going on well, here. Yeah, that's what, okay. So that is a big question. So there's some good comments going on in the, in the chat here. So, uh, the Sean one is saying, "Well, he's committing omnicide." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> not heard that term before, but that's exactly that seems <laughs> very correct. He's just killing anybody and everything <laughs> at all times. U- ubiquitous killing, I guess. That's one way to end. At least he's not prejudiced in his mass murder. He doesn't discriminate who he no, kills. No, he yeah. doesn't. He Which should. is that? I've argued this for years. <laughs> is that worse or is that better? <laughs> worse or better. Like at least racist. Like I hate him, but at least they're like, no, I recognize that you're different than somebody else. But, and, but like, but I'm still gonna kill you but because still, you're yeah. different. Yeah. But then other people were like, I don't care who you are. I'll kill you the same. I'm like, at least recognize, okay, that we're beautiful and unique. Before, all right, anyway. yeah, they're all bad. Well, okay, that's the thing. Is like, okay, I know we've already hit this. Like, I feel like I talk. About, I bring this up like once an episode since it happened. But Aaron and Liberia when he first transformed. He's there with with Reiner in the basement, and he's like, "Like, don't make me do it. 
but he has plans that he knows he's going to do it. That's the whole plan is to pop up or whatever. And like Reiner specifically says like there's civilians up there. Like, mm-hmm. what do you like? Don't do this. And like Aaron puts him down there to like hold him hostage to talk to it, which maybe you could have just wrote him an actual letter or like, I don't know, not <laughs> gone to coffee, like anything, but no, that. he needed to see him face to face. He but needed it, to confront well, okay, him. Go to coffee. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it right. doesn't have to, if they have coffee shops in the interment zone, Surely, the, surely LDN coffee's decent, right? I just who knows? Assume. Who can say? I mean, if if they are from the Middle Eastern Empire, if some of them are, mm-hmm. they've got maybe the Turkish oh, coffee, yeah, oh, Arabica, or something like that. Uh. So at any rate, I'm saying like he he definitely has <laughs> civilian casualties there. And then fast forward to just the rumbling itself is causing a bunch of casualties. Remember, they were they were kind of upset that oh no, what am I, I missing? No, I couldn't. I couldn't keep in my lap. It's laugh. the Menander Paul. He's he's doing Norm jokes. <laughs> he's just trolling. Do you know what the worst thing about Aaron is? It's the hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst? Yeah, totally. Oh, uh, Norm McDonald, thank you. Thank you. Oh man. Keep it like sorry. Aaron's killed a bunch of people, including his own. So yeah, the Roman kills his own citizens. He had to have known that. And then. Okay, even though he's claiming to protect paradise and on top of that he didn't do anything about the titans that were in the um area they were attacking his friends right? the yeah, people, that's true. The he, people he cared about them. more than jean and all them had to take care of those titans and he's like i care about you more than anything yeah did he just trust them to take care of business like okay so we've been i've been like waffling on aaron kind of the second half of season four because i'm like Oh no, he did have a secret plan. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, but you told Mikasa you hated her. <laughs> you son of a freaking suck it. And, like, it's so a, ni- and it's a bad secret plan. Like, it is. It kill is. everyone else. Also, where the frick is her scarf? But anyway. Yeah, where is her scarf? And then yeah. not, not just that, but like, okay, so kill. <laughs> Make everyone you love mad at you. Tell them it's kind of for their own good. Maybe go off to like run off to like kill the world. Is Aaron. Do you remember with like. Um what's his face with with his dad and stuff like that it's like you see aaron going back in time and like influencing his dad mm-hmm. is is this really aaron or is this like the combination of the titans or like is something else we asked this a lot before we saw the ymir episode yeah but it like is something else inside of aaron or someone else inside of aaron that's also making all of this happen or are we are we supposed to still believe like no this is He's just this one person who's just seen the future and has all these special he powers. Says, I am who my I am myself. I am who I've always been since I was born. He did so, say. So I mean, if if he's to be believed, he's the one who's caught doing the influencing, not being influenced, which is what we thought for so long. Uh, what I'm saying here is I'm having a harder and harder time finding any way that he like turns this thing around. Is like actually, J.K. 3D chess move. I'm the good guy. Like I did this all for everyone's betterment. Like I, it yeah. just is getting harder to see that. I do case. think. I, yeah, um, Christian's got a point. Zeke mentioned that Aaron doesn't see everything, so we've 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 seen him be surprised true. a lot. So we, he might be winging it. That's true, but I do think he ha- he has a rough outline of plan of what he's supposed to do, and I think that plan is to become the villain, to unite everybody else, to bring all of the hatred upon himself and not upon the people group. Right? Okay. Because yeah. even if the LDNs are working alongside the Marlians, alongside the East, you know, East uh, Empire, it's alongside true. They the all have a reason to unite against. And him he now. goes <laughs> like, "No, stop hating the people." It's me. It's me and the powers. I'm going to gather up all the powers. I'm going to harden all the powers together. They're going to be done forever, and you never have a reason. So now my people can be free, truly free. I think mm-hmm. that's his ultimate plan. I think it's the tragedy of it all is he's going to have to lay his life down. So it is an ultimate net good. 
how many people have to die for that good to happen in that process hopefully not that many but we're seeing the fallout and even even in his own island he cares so much about right people getting trampled yeah so yeah there's definitely casualties all around the first scene is these like factions (laughs) forming don't say that plot twist flock has the scarf don't say no please god no no. (laughs) please not let it not be flock gosh okay the people are are talking and they're talking the about oh are this divided. is they're divided they're saying this is Aaron's fault and because of Aaron my house is 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 gone and my my family's dead my son was killed he's killing his own people other and people then are like, he's a hero well other people are chiming in they're saying well the whole world was gonna come and slaughter all of us unless he did the rumbling and while we were watching you'll see in the reaction I'm like okay these are kind of both a little valid though because both of those statements are true yes this is Aaron's fault. That that these immediate that the walls casualties are crushing people's houses and killing them. But at least they're trying to walk out single file. I mean, they do. They they mention that. Yeah. But on the other hand, the world is planning to come and invade paradise and take them. Yeah. In fact, the whole like Marley showing up was essentially the for the tip of the spear. It seems mm-hmm. like that. That's kind of was the whole point. So so they eventually start chant- chanting. Well, I once really loved the give your heart Shinzo Sasagi. I was like all about it like season one through like three you're like yeah dude freaking set, let's go I don't know I'm not feeling it anymore because yeah, now, it, now it has a little it. bit of a Heil Hitler feel to it it's yeah. a little bit bleh. yeah not so great yeah Um, and they, they literally say that in a line in here one of the people says the sacrifice was worth it like basically for your family and so on so Hitch is with I don't know who the other guy is but they're like um this is gonna turn into trouble like the people are gonna clash like we better get like we gotta get, get ready for this get the riot gear Okay, so she gets the right gear out. She's like, everybody, get your stuff out. And this is where we get to the, to the Annie deal. She sees wet footprints in the hall. Always a bad sign. <laughs> Nobody was taking a bath. Also, wait. Apparently, the crystal melted like ice. That was my, that was my next question. What yeah. is the liquid? It's the thaw. I mean, it was, you know. So Titan hardening turns into a liquid It just dissolved like ice. Remember what they had? They had to drink something to get the hardening power. I don't, Maybe that's I don't know. what... What even is a titan? Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair enough. I just am horrified to is say what she just what I, covered in her own sweat? That, that, I was like, I don't want to say that, but that's... A, it's just in a pool of her own... Why is she wet? Maybe that's what Aaron has to do to cause world peace is show the world his abs. Does she smell absolutely horrible? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Four years? You would think that Hitch would have said something if that was the case because she's kind of mouthy. Also, Hitch wouldn't have not known that she was on the left corner of the room. She would have been like, oh, I can smell you from here. Like, yeah, good lord. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, well, at any rate, so yeah, she follows the footprints. They find her, and she opens the door and looks the wrong direction. You you said it, I didn't catch this quite. She intentionally made the footprints go the other direction, yeah, you think? Like an old spy move, right? Yeah. Like you're, you lead them one way, and then you're on the other side of the door. They open yeah. the door, they follow the footprints, and you freaking jump them from behind. Okay, all right. Genius. She is pretty smart. She's, she's already like, she's barely functioning and she's still outsmarting like Hitch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now, Hitch freaking tossed, like, she's like, hey, like, don't move or I'll freaking kill you. She sells the ring on. My first instinct was like, how'd they let her have that ring? I'm like, oh, she was frozen in a crystal. They yeah. couldn't touch her. So. <laughs> so she sells the ring and she's like, I'll freaking cut your throat. And she says, first, take off your jacket. And I'm like, oh, she's planning to do the old, you know, get on, put on a disguise and hightail it out of here. And then, of course, Hitch tosses her over and is like, you're like a granny. Like, you're weak. You're freaking weak. And I was wondering this as well. I'm like, how emaciated is she actually going to be? Because she has the power of the Titans. 
So mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to die. She can heal and, whoa, you don't need to eat. Yeah. Ever? I don't know, Aaron. Well, she survived for four shifter, years without eating. The shifters okay, were eating, it's, though. It's and not she like was she, in some sort of coma state. Yes. Yeah. She's You're frozen. It's not like you could eat or drink she or was breathe on, or anything. She was on hibernation. She was mode. on pause. Yeah. She, she went into okay. to chrono sleep and she's fine. <laughs> Somebody made a comment, but I don't know where the heck it was. It was back there. Wait. How come, and, and if, why did her hardening melt, but the walls didn't melt? Yeah. The walls broke down or it something. It just like broke. That. Why is there no consistency in this universe? There, there's a lot of consistency. It just okay, there is, but I mean weird. the tightness. Yeah. Uh, Nate the Great had a good point. He said it wasn't just that the whole world was going to come to like get them. It was all of the the media, all of the world leaders, all of the generals, all the military like agreed to go to war against Paradise. Yes, they agreed to do that before Aaron ate Willie Tiber. Yeah. So that's true. It's not like it's completely unjustified to defend yourself, but defense in my opinion is too much when like, like I said, the, the analogy is someone goes to break into your house. You can stop them with lethal force, uh-huh. but I can't drive to their house and shoot their whole family. Like, <laughs> that's that's not self-defense too, anymore. Way, right? way, way too Not justifiable. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. All right. So the, so Annie's, Annie's on the ground and she's like, she gets tossed down there and, it's just, I I was having such a hard time. I, I've been watching through season one, but I haven't gotten this far yet. I was having such a hard time remembering Hitch and Annie's relationship before this because Annie says, you of all people. And she says it a couple of times. Like, she's upset that it was like, well, I mean, they oh were, God, it had to be you. They were roommates and they weren't exactly besties. Okay. I think it's less to do with that and more to do with Hitch is the one who's been talking to her all this time. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. the one person she like tries to kill is the one person she, she actually has. She doesn't want to kill. A relationship some relationship with. Yeah. with yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So she says, uh, she goes to call for help and she's like, nah, it's too late. Now I got blood on my hands. So you be- you basically just do as I say. And I love that Hitch is so like, sharp. She's actually become this like smart operator herself. She's like, I don't think so. Like you're too weak. You don't have any energy to do anything, let alone transform. And she's like, well, maybe, maybe not. I guess just won't know well, until I try. We got to know that Hitch isn't a dummy if she's an MP. You know, she was yeah. in the top of her class. So she's not a total idiot. Right. But yeah. she's so lazy. She's just super lazy, yeah. which is which perfect is for the for MPs. MPs. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to become the leader of the MPs. Okay. But she turned out, she turned over a new leaf. Okay. She, she did. Yeah. So, all right, so they go and they, they get the horses. We're, back, we're always end up in horse stalls in this show. Somehow, yeah. like, it keeps happening. I was waiting for the horse to bite her. Yeah. You know? It's like, <laughs> like, oh, no. That guy. Aaron's like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting the horses, and um, Annie's basically tells her, she, she says, listen, you're, you're smarter than I thought. And Hitch says, listen, if you're, if you're trying to leave, I actually don't have any reason to stop you. And this is my thought as well during this whole bit. I'm like, listen, 12 hours ago maybe it would have made a difference whether or not you like held this prisoner and like you know but at this point like what does anything matter except for the fact like there's massive giants crushing everything the apocalypse is literally happening right now why bother arguing about anything I feel like the most valuable thing in the world here is like a good shot of whiskey. Like mm-hmm. you just get me through the rest of this before the world's over and we'll just where's, call it good. Where's Pixis' secret stash? Yeah. No, seriously. Okay, however, however, that that is one one perspective. I'd like to offer another perspective. Let's hear it. Flock has another perspective. Flock's perspective is... You taking Flock's side? 
No, it's just <laughs> you, easy. Part of Flock's Flock? No, I'm just saying he has a different viewpoint. His viewpoint is we've done it. We won. It's over, right? Right. It's okay. over. He even tells John it's over. John's like, it's over. We've been fighting. They've been fighting their whole lives to protect the island. And, and all of yeah. a sudden, he goes, it's over. The rumbling is going on out there. It's not going on in here. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all leaving. The yes, walls are we've gone. We've got a little bit of cleanup to do or whatever, right? But listen, we can. We don't have to worry about anything anymore. Aaron's done it. His plan succeeded. He's going to go take on the whole world. All we have to do is make sure the island is ready for like Aaron's like glorious return. It's kind of what his thought is. Or right? something. Yeah, if He's that gonna, happens. Aaron's going to take care of everything outside of the island. And all we have to do is take care of the stuff on the island. Okay? So it's another perspective. Uh, everyone outside of the island does have to be worried about the apocalypse. Because the, the rumbling's coming and they're all going to get stomped. It's going to be mm-hmm. bad. But everyone on the island is like, things, things aren't going to get any worse because there's no more fear anymore of what's going to who's going to come to get you no one's coming to get you we sent offense to go out there and the best you know defense is a good offense unless they have airplanes <laughs> and so and so i think what his thought is and i'm not saying he's right i'm just saying his thought is like we've done it we can relax now we don't have to fight anymore we can have the good life now we've done our, all we need to do everything's gonna be fine stop fighting and yet all of the scouts are like, we got to go stop Aaron. We got to go fight. We got to stop Connie. We got to do all these things. Like the, the drama and the anxiety is still there. But for Flock, mm-hmm. this is paradise for him. And the chaos, out of the rubble, something's going to emerge. And he believes it's going to be this Jaegerist nation. It's one united LDA. Utopia. Utopia, yeah. right? Exactly. Good on the earth. that, bro. And so I think even though, like you're saying, like the, the apocalypse is here. Who cares about these things? What's important is the values that come out of the revolution are the values that are going to shape the world to come. And so it better yeah. be the right values that come out of this. It better be the key Sadies is right. And not the friggin' Jaegerist, but we'll see. Okay. So <laughs> it sucks to suck King flock. Yeah. dude. <laughs> so <clears throat> Hitch kind of is like, I won't have to stare at your face anymore. And Annie is like, I won't have to hear you complain about lousy men anymore. <laughs> And she's like, wait a second, you were conscious the whole time? Again, question answered. We've been wondering this for forever. We know people were down there talking to Annie. We saw her crystal. We know Armin was down there and Hitch was down there. I wonder if Hanjay went to visit her. That's a good question. Yeah, who? Uh, yeah, you have to wonder who else. And so, but I, I love that they finally answered the question. And like I said, I know this line is extremely subtle, but she says, I don't have to listen to you rant about lousy men. It suggests that in the last four years we have a deeper sense of, of Hitch as a character she's a young woman she lost kind of like kind of the only love in her life it sounds like in, uh, in Marlo and is like tried to move on but everybody else sucks and it's actually kind of an emotional thing <laughs> I'm like that sounds horrible but also who, who are you going to date people in the interior I yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Not, not my type so, so she, she brings that whole thing up and she says yeah I, for four years it was like watching someone else's distant dream I could hear you and I could hear Ormond um, but everything in between was all the same. It was just pure darkness. And they show on the screen this like orange like haze, which must like be like you're looking through eyelids trying yeah. to. I'm guessing that's what that is. It was like completely dark unless they would speak and then a little bit of something would shine through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost no visual at all. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you guys have ever been into a sensory deprivation chamber. Mm, no. I have not. Sounds horrifying. Um, It's pretty crazy. Uh, if you ever watch like that the show Alone, they put these people alone on an island with mm-hmm. nobody else, and they're a hundred percent secluded. And they lose their absolute minds, I'm sure. And everyone has like incredibly emotional moments. And part of the reason that is psychologically is because when you have nobody else to talk to, you have no more distractions, you have nothing else to like keep your focus 
what do you do? Your mind has to go back and process repressed, painful memories. Yeah. And all these things keep coming up, all the traumas mm-hmm. of your past or whatever. And so you'll see these people. It's really fascinating psychologically to watch this, this episode of, of Alone or whatever is you're watching these people and they're forced to deal with their own issues. That's crazy. It's actually, in my opinion, beautiful. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's difficult, but probably good for you. A t- you know? Yes. Like- a ton of people tap out. They're like, no, let me out of here. I can't deal with it. Everybody cries at some point. You got these tough like log men up in the woods. There's cutting, cutting trees down or whatever, you know. And they're like, I got, I got to get ready because tomorrow there's going to be a flood. I got to what? And they're they're there just to survive, but we're not meant to merely survive. And midway we through cutting to- down, they start to like cry. They're like, all I care about is my family, and you know, and like it, wow. and all the important things begin to come to the surface. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens in every tragedy: is people like realize what's truly important. Mm-hmm. And and I remember there was. There was a scene that I saw from from a newscast when there was this terrible um, tsunami that happened, and this crazy tsunami had happened, and it had wiped out so many people's homes, and there were all these people, these big biz, biz, big big businessmen, and they were there, and there were just like tear stained faces, and they were there crying because everything they had was taken away from them. They had put like all of their hope into yeah their material their, stuff, their yeah. houses, they put all in, into their their cars and their jobs or whatever and it was all gone in in one day and truly like it saddened me because i'm like no don't put your hope in just material things because that won't fulfill you the important things are way way more valuable than just the physical things and and all these things begin to come come to fruition and so annie bringing it all back has been in a sensory deprivation chamber for like four, four years, years. That's oh a long time. which is enough to drive someone absolutely crazy yeah but the one thing that kind of kept her like probably like yeah. sane is you got two people talking to her, Armin and Hitch. Yeah. And Armin's, Armin's been like giving her the gospel. He's been like, listen, a lot of people are hurt. We don't know what's going on. Aaron's turning through Titan. He's been kind of like using her as his own, you know, yeah, uh, therapist. Therapy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's the one thing. And then Hitch has apparently been asking her, are you happy that your mission has caused so many people to die? And, and she's been having to mull it over again and again and again for years at a time. This is a really good wow. observation. Alone with her thoughts. And now all of a sudden she comes out and what is she? She's like totally repentant. She's like, I, I did some terrible things. They're inexcusable. Yeah. I'm but I realized that n- everything doesn't just not matter to me anymore. Yeah. There's somebody that matters to me. and It's my father. And I'll do anything to get back to him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because... It, in that season one the last episode of season one Aaron actually like is mad at her because he's like you always just act like nothing matters like you don't care and like you're always just bored and he's like I used to just think you were just a terrible liar and like he's he's mad at her because he's like no stuff because Aaron's like the opposite like he's deeply involved in like so he's not aloof from almost anything emotional about many yeah yeah he's just like an emotional like guy or whatever and cares a lot about he cares very deeply about stuff and so I can relate a little bit. Like I tend to be closer to that side where I'm like, I like, especially when I was younger, I like cared about everything really deeply. So it was really hard for me to be around people who were like, nah, just like whatever. Like the, the flippant attitude and like the purposeful kind of like, um, what's the word for it? Smugness of people being like, it doesn't matter. Like whatever. Like it just used to really irk me. So I can kind of understand that. And so you fast forward to now and and it is what we thought it was, which is, is her, it was her emotional armor, right? <laughs> like she was putting around of an emotional wall, which now four years later inside of this crystal, like it's been, it's been undone. And like, yeah, you have some time to sit down and like work through all that stuff. Certainly, certainly we know she, she's, she's in it for her quote dad. So this is, yeah. this is kind of where it takes us next. Um, she says, I always knew, or thanks to you guys, I always knew what was going on. So she knows 
we assume she's basically up to current. Right. She's not like been in like a total mystery, which again is a very Isayama thing to do. How many other writers would be like, hey, just so you know, this character does or does not remember these certain events. Mm -hmm. He actually does a lot of that where like a character like when freaking Marley comes in and invades um, Chikinshina just like a few episodes back, like they didn't know about the Zeke plant. Like they didn't know. And like it's so difficult to keep in mind what characters know what information at what time because there's so many. Yeah. But I swear like I I've yet to find like a legit plot hole that's related to that. Maybe there is one where a character knew some information they shouldn't. But like you watch like almost any movie, <laughs> almost any movie. And at some point you're like, wait a second. You can't go 10 minutes without like, hey, wait. That How plot hole is the that? size of Jupiter. What the heck? Anyway. Why did you know to shoot that direction? That doesn't make any sense. But at any rate, so she says, um, I always knew what was going on. And then suddenly I was thrown back into this world and I heard Aaron's voice. And then she asked the question, is he serious about destroying the world? And, okay, I have to comment on this. Suddenly she's thrown back into the world. We we know Aaron did it, right? He undid, like, all Titan hardening. Mm -hmm. Did he mean to set Annie free is my first question. I don't know. He just undid all the hardening. Or did he just generically... Based on how calculated he seems to have been for the last several episodes, it would shock me if he didn't think about that. Yeah. But maybe he didn't. Yeah. But honestly, it based on, like I said, how much he seems to have thought everything through, that wouldn't really fit if he just carelessly let Annie go. Yeah. It's, it, would, it would be weird. And, and if then, his t- intention really is to gather all the powers together and end them, he would need her to be free to do that's that. That's true. And I yeah. think in order for that hardening to happen in the long run, he's got to have her as well. Yeah. She's the key to fusing everyone together, if that is indeed the plan. If that's where it goes, yeah. The other thing is we were were saying uh, the Titans. If the the wall Titans just move like zombies and they have no intelligent direction, then basically he's freed them and they're going to do what they're going to do on their own. They're yeah. like giant rumbas. They're just going to like vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The rumbling is just the giant rumba. Yeah. <laughs> they misspelled uh, rumbling. They meant to spell the, the rumba. Like that was it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, however, what we, what we noticed from this episode is, uh, is they're not just, it was Annie. they're Sorry, not, ju- they're not just going with no, with no direction. They went in a single file line. Right. Yeah. And yeah. somebody had a really good comment. They, th- they think that, all the titans in the walls, right? Boom, the walls fall. They're all right there. What if they all just went to those outcroppings following that line? Mm-hmm. And they directions. just walked. They walked where the where the wall was, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to cause as minimal damage possible, hopefully. And they went to those alcoves in the very corners, and they all walked in all four cardinal directions yeah. towards where they need to go. That would make and sense. And it seems like that was what was happening. Yeah. And if that's what's happening, then they're being directed. They're, they're, they're being directed directly. They're okay. directly being directed. Yeah. If that's the case then Aaron has more control than we think. And if that's the case, I think that he also does things like melt Annie on purpose. Yeah. yeah. It would make sense. So that kind of my, part of my other question, I suppose, with Annie breaking out of her crystal here is, is I wondered this at the time, like, did she do it to herself? Did she, the crystal, did she know she could do it? Is this a thing you can practice? Like, it just seems odd. Yeah. She, she didn't, like, could she not have let herself out? Did she not want to let herself out? Yeah. I don't think she had... It, it made it seem like, based on this episode, that she didn't have control over what happened to her. 
it, it sort of even so like I said we went back and watched it yeah. and like she's like crying and then the crystal just like forms of her her eyes are closed like she doesn't seem like she's like functioning it's this weird almost like automatic ejection seat type of thing that just sort of it's almost like it happens to her as much as she decides to have it happen to her but like I said so does that mean she she wanted to leave for four years but couldn't I, I don't know like it just it's just really not clear so at any rate, she's asked, you know, is, is Aaron serious about destroying the world? She goes outside and she sees she sees the Titans. And uh, Hitch is like, well, look beneath her feet. And she sees all the death and the destruction and the rubble. And she says, I've made, I've made a, a meaningful job for myself as a soldier cleaning up after you and Aaron. Which if you remember in Stoas, right, which is where all this junk happened, is four years ago. Again, if you watch that episode, like they jack up the freaking city and like lots of people just get squished. And it's pretty yeah. like... It's Doesn't pretty horrifying. Doesn't Annie's leg go through a church? Yeah. Mill, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, I think that's maybe where when you have no challenges, there's nothing for you to make you stronger, right? You say in the interior, they're just soft, so they were they're like soft easy target. Because they don't need to be hard. Because yeah. everything is easy. Everything is just cushion. Everything is the easy life, right? It's that whole, you know, hard times make hard men. When, right. when life is hard, you have to rise to the occasion. Otherwise, you're going to die. So- in, in, on the outside in Shig and Sheena, they're all hard as nails, right? Yeah. Levi and whatnot, right? <laughs> yeah, all Annie, the freaking scouts. Annie, they had to be, they had to be hard, right? And then on the inside, they're all like super squishy, right? As soon as the a Titan comes to the inside of the walls, the MPs are like, "What do we do against the Titan?" Right? Because they haven't ever seen it before. The scouts mess them up because they're they're tough, right? And so I think that even though it's a terrible tragedy, the fact that Hitch had to kind of grow up. And had to kind of like clean up after all these bodies and like take responsibility. And that's kind of what changed her and made her a different person. I think person. that's what made her like strong. Dang, that's yeah. probably correct though. That sounds about right. I mean, she was, she made a point like I've been doing this for years now. Like this has like been her job. Okay, so hang on, I write this down. Um, so they go. Let's see here. They walk outside. She's look beneath her feet, and this is where she kind of gets to that point you were just saying is. Uh, Hitch, Hitch asked her, she's like, how does it feel to see the bodies you crushed for your grand mission? And Annie's like, yeah, well, the thing is I actually molded over a lot because you asked me that a lot and I, I was aware of it. And she says something that Gabby said. She says we were ki- we were praised for killing people. Mm-hmm. And it just, again, shows you like the depravity inside of Marley as well. We've been commenting on this like from the first time that we saw what Marley was like with uh, feeding uh, Grisha's sister to the dogs and stuff. Like, all of it. I'm like, dude, this is a very corrupt, very like bad place. And Annie, Annie understands it now too. She says we were taught as soldiers that it was fine to kill. It was fine to kill soldiers, other soldiers. It was fine to kill civilians. Fine to kill Eldians. Because really, what we were doing is we were atoning for Eldia's sins. And because of this, everything, anything we did was justified. And I feel like this is in the story. Like I, sometimes I picture myself reading the manga, like after I've watched the episode. And I just have to think, I, w- I definitely would have stopped at that line because I did in my head when she said it. Anything we did was justified. And maybe that's the grand like kind of comment on like humanity and society that's going on in the show is that that logic seems to be going through a lot of people's minds. Yeah. And it's the reason, part of the reason so interesting is because that sounds very similar to what was going on in World War II. There's so much of multiple that. times. You There's know, so look at many... the rape of Nan King. Like yes, it's all justified across the world. Look at across... the internment camps. Oh, yep. it's all justified, right? Uh, freaking Hitler's whole deal was like, oh, well, this is for the good of the people. This is for your safety. Like he always pitched it. Like 
the whole propaganda ministry in Germany at the time, the whole deal was like, this is for the, the ministry of public safety, right? So yeah. you're really familiar right now, but like that was the whole, that was their whole pitch. Like this is for your good. This is for your good. Like you need to let us, you know, have tyranny and reign over you so that there's not tyranny and reign over you. You're like, wait, wait, what? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But like, she's saying it so simply in our minds, anything we did was justified, which means like, is that not like, the heart of like wickedness is yes. that not like the, can you not sum up like evil any better than that like n- never never basically never does a man or her woman does somebody do something evil and not think to themselves that they were right for having done it or that they were justified i should say right we, we it will, always happens we will way. find every way to justify doing the things that we want to do yeah and and but who are the heroes think about every single story forever who are the heroes are the heroes people who cast off restraint and do as they please or are heroes the ones who are disciplined enough, who are right. self-controlled enough to do the hard things? Right. Those are the heroes. Those are the ones we used to praise in virtue. Nowadays, we praise celebrities who do terrible things, right? <laughs> However, those are the true heroes that ring true in our culture, in our society, and outside of that, into like all cultures. It's the ones who are disciplined, right? Like it's the ones who have been training their whole lives. It's the one who's been raising up. It's the ones who show up who are capable enough to protect the ones they love mm-hmm. and do the, and it's the, it's the meekness thing. It's, it's yeah. the having that sheet sword. You have power and you know when to use it. You don't just wave it around and do as you please, but mm-hmm. you know when to pull it out. And that is like the ultimate uh, heroic trait. And yet here we're, we're, we're being taught, no, nah, you know, just do as you please. Anything you want to do is justified. Yeah. Well, and uh, again, it's like, it's just so interesting what she's saying here because it's it's a narrative is what it is. it's a story you were told a story that LDS sinned and you're atoning for those sins therefore anything you do killing whoever is justified and it worked I'm saying the story the narrative worked on Annie as a young woman and then you give her four years in the crystal <laughs> remember we were talking about prison change Connie yeah <laughs> the crystal actually changed Annie like yeah. it, she actually spent solitary confinement will do that to you she had a lot of time to mull it over and like I'm I've, curious in their relationship I, I've got Aaron and Aaron and um, Annie's relationship what's what are they going to say to each other what's going to happen I have to wonder and like I'm at least glad they answered another question remember we were talking about do you think Annie was in like the, the coordinate plane or whatever like mm-hmm. during that whole thing it sounds like no sounds like she was not no I think she was he, she heard him yeah. yeah, no, I'm saying for the vision, but I'm not saying for four years. She was oh, almost out there. yeah, yeah. I she don't think she was. In the desert of sadness. For I, four well, years. I just, I, no, I don't I, think so. What I was wondering, I don't know if I said this one. I had this theory at some point. I don't know if I said this on the show or not, but one of my thoughts was like, I was wondering if Annie was like in that, uh, you know how Ymir was kind of in that dream mm-hmm. state? Like if she was like in one of those for four years, so it was as if she had lived for like a few decades or if she was in the coordinate planes, maybe she lived for like, quote, hundreds of years inside there and then came back out like four years later. I don't know. I was like, dude, if that was the case, she'd be completely different. She yeah. is different, but yeah. <laughs> Connie needs a hug. He does. he does. Well, he needs his mommy. So, so yeah, she says we were 24 DNs. Anything we did was justified. And, um, uh, yeah. Hitch is like, yeah, you were, Armin told me all about it. He said that you were, you guys were trying to stop that pointing over at the, uh, at the rumbling. And she goes, you know, saving the world didn't matter to me. None of it did. And Hitch, again, is kind of like confused. Like, I thought you were just telling me like you regretted some of this stuff. And so then we finally get to Annie's backstory. Okay. We've been theorizing about this for forever, for so freaking long. She says, I was abandoned by my parents. I came from my mother's affair with an Eltian. 
She doesn't say her mother isn't Eldian, but it sounds it's like her mother was not. Implied. But yeah, based on that that phrasing, I would say it's her mother was not an Eldian. Yeah. Her father was an Eldian. And so this would be a similar scenario to Reiner, uh, even Cassaver's deal. Like mm-hmm. this whole like non Eldians having affairs with the Eldians producing children seems to have happened like a lot. Right. So it seems like a similar situation. So the child is abandoned. Um, even the Historia situation is like mm-hmm. so there's a lot of that in the show yeah um yeah with reiner it's it's opposite right his dad is a marley and his mm-hmm. mother is an Eldian. but with with annie we find out that her mom was not Eldian. her dad was an Eldian. we called this forever ago oh a long time we ago we called this during season one or two or whatever i don't think season four had started it was during the initial part of our podcast yeah. i think we might have been in season three or something like that but we definitely commented on this and we're like what if She's that's adopted. Not, she's adopted. Yes. And like that's not like her real like dad or whatever. It's yes. just such an they feel it felt like a long shot. It did. It did. But But it, it was right. Hey, we were right. We were right. There's been a ton of stuff we've been wrong about. We were right about this. We weren't sure if she was adopted or if he was just like a caretaker of her and her father was just really distant yeah. or something like yeah. that. We thought we, maybe her mom had died or it was taken yeah, away. And, yeah. yeah. Or like we, you said like it wasn't she her real was dad. from a wealthy family, yes. but she was raised by someone else, which Our is theory, probably true. When we saw season four, we're like, what if Annie was part of the Tiber family? She, she got has the, the blonde, blonde hair. hair. She's about the right size. We've also thought maybe she was royal because she could do the Titan scream to a degree mm-hmm. and, and cause Titans to like not really be commanded, but, but they, like they come. came to her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they did what she wanted them to do. Which was right. eat her, but they always eat everybody. Sure. So maybe. Um, so maybe she has some, some royalty, which. Is the Tiber family the royal family that was left in Marley, and the branch off royal family was the um, yeah, the, Fritz the, the family? bloodlines thing is getting complicated. We're still, still gonna not, have to figure that one yeah. out. Um, but we were right. She's from a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. She's given up for adoption. She's adopted by this Mister Leonhart, and she was trained mercilessly. He thought, thought he thought of her as a, a means to an end to get yeah. to get something. Right. It, it says that she was picked up by this guy in an internment zone by a foreigner with LDN blood. So he's not Marleyan. He's from somewhere else. It sounds like, but he has LDN blood just like her. But he's an LDN. So he maybe my he's guess a is she's like he's also half LDN and half some other nationality yeah that's my guess because she said they were put there for similar reasons exactly mm-hmm. which yes. makes me think he's probably half Eldian and half yeah. Else. Uh, yeah i mean i don't the, and the martial arts thing makes me think it's some sort of asian we thought it was thailand oh i thought it was thailand because she takes like a thai, bo- thai boxing stance true yeah kind of yeah um our the- my theory for a second i almost fell out of my chair with this one was oh yeah. what if <laughs> what if she was mr cassaver's child what if because mm-hmm. Cassaro was you know Eldian right he was the mm-hmm. the man he had an affair with a non-Eldian uh-huh. the non-Eldian they conceived yeah they conceived they had a child you know whatever she killed himself and she killed the, the baby but what, but what if there was another child there was something going on or whatever but but I, I was like wait a second what color hair did she have they said that she had black hair but I was like that would be crazy if, if, if that was she's actually like Zeke's kind of sister because yeah. she's the real descendant of Cassaver, but not at, yeah pretty nuts it, it seems more likely to me that willie tiber or one of the tibers is, is the shoot off but yeah just because they have blonde hair doesn't mean anything <laughs> it maybe. yeah i guess it's hard to tell i don't know and maybe 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 we don't get any more than that other than that just she has this like shady past or whatever oh Not shady, but like what black hair and blonde hair can come from the same family just like historian freda it's true sure enough that's true yeah i did when i when i when that that thought came to me. I was like, because I was like, who who do we know that's like that's an LDN man 
that could mm-hmm. be like a loss like cassava oh, like he had this affair yeah, yeah. i'm it, still thinking it's willie tyber but we'll see maybe it like rocked me i like had to have a couple seconds and i was like trying to put the pieces together see yeah, if everything like, would fit properly what if this is it dude what a shock that would be though what if she shows up to zeke and goes like cassava was actually my dad somehow you know and he's just like yeah Wah. well they, it's now that we haven't seen Zeke in a second. We don't really don't know what became. That's, yeah, that's true. It's funny because even in this episode, nobody's asked where he is. Yeah. No one has What's even happening mentioned with his Zeke? name. Well, what does Aaron even look like right now? That's what I want. Yelena's yeah. asked where Zeke is, but just not yeah. out loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, no one's been like, should we go look for his body or something? Like, he just apparently doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know. Uh, he, so One thing I know for sure is he's not dead because dude doesn't does. That's not something he does. Yes. <laughs> apparently, Aaron picked him up in his mouth and left with him is oh, what people were saying. Okay. I couldn't tell. I need to go back and rewatch that part, but that's what they were saying. I was too busy sure. losing my mind to notice Same. those details, so good job. Yeah. Okay, so she says, picked up by uh, this uh, foreigner, Theldian Blood, um, his goal, his only goal was to make me a warrior to give himself a better life. So they show him training her, and he's like slapping her down, which... Even just in like an animated Bro, show, like cool. a grown man like hitting a young woman like that, like maybe a blood boil. I was like, "Yeah, I will end you, bro." <laughs> so mad. Even though it's Annie, it's still wrong. Yeah, right? it's still wrong. Okay, so he like, she says he drilled me in in the martial arts of his homeland. So again, so even the fighting style, and we all noted this. Like it's been literally since season one that Annie's like fighting capabilities, like her style was just better than everybody else's. Yeah. So we we knew that he had trained her again. That was kind of. Um, She'd had other flashbacks in season one where you sort of see a little bit of that. So we're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's where she got her you know, fighting skill from. So we knew that as well. But now we know, okay, it's from another nation entirely, not even Marley. So that's why she was such a good fighter. Um, so my only value that I, that I, the only value I had was if I could be, for him, was if I could become a warrior. Uh, I became strong and I repaid him for all the pain and suffering he put me through. Uh, I made it so he couldn't walk straight. And then... Yeah, she actually gets, they show the flashback. Like she yeah. trips him up and like, it looks like it breaks his leg or like hurts his knee or whatever. And she still she goes just at him. stomps his knee until it bends backwards basically and he's screaming Yeah, and then laughing because he's insane apparently. What the heck? There's an entire emoji for, oh, it's an octopus. Okay. Uh, okay, so she says, um, yeah, I became strong, repeating for all the pain. I mean, so he couldn't walk straight which is something else we noted is that when we see him at the more towards the beginning of season four, he's got a cane, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Yeah. Rachel actually called this moments yeah, before his reveal. Right, right before him. Yeah. So like, she's like, like, what? She's the reason he walks with a cane. Um, and he's so apparently at this moment though, he's jo- like joyfully says, now you can kill even without a weapon, which I wonder if that's going to, that line's going to come back around. Yeah. Mm. And, so I love that they kind of interrupt here and Hitch is like, um, are you telling me, you telling me your life story? <laughs> uh, yeah, I listened to you ramble on for like four years. The least you could do is hear me out. Like, I love there's like a slight humorous reprieve right there. It's like so dear, sober. Dear Hitch, you're a jerk still. Congratulations. <laughs> just hear me out. Well, I just love that. The, okay. I, I can tell you there's going to be more of this. So what's happening right now between Hitch and uh, Annie is that they are sharing stories with each other and realizing that they're both, it's what happened to Gabby when she was with the Browses and mm-hmm. so on. Yeah. She's starting to like swap stories and understand the people she's with and understand that they have a life and they have, in Annie's words, people that they care about as well. People that are important to them as well. Yeah. And there's this softening going on 
And I can see them becoming allies. Like, in the same way I said, listen, I don't think Gabby and Falcar are going to want to leave. Once it's all said and done, like, I don't think they're actually trying to leave Paradise. I think they're looking at the people around them going, actually, these these people are, they do love me, and they are also family. They are also brothers and sisters in a way. Yeah. And, like, that is starting to happen across the lines. My prediction, I'm supposed to say this for the, <laughs> the end of the show, but my prediction is that we will see more of this um, before it's all said and done. I've been saying this for a while. I think Piek probably comes around. As she said pretty openly, she wasn't necessarily loyal to Marley. And you got to wonder about Magath would be a weird one, but would be kind of an interesting twist because here he is like the commander of the army, but they left him for dead. I I don't know. It just would be interesting. So I I just think that this like bonding moment that's happening between them, like Hitch is sort of unwilling and it's almost in a weird way. And he seems like she's the more willing party here. Yes. Mm -hmm. She's the one who kind of wants to connect and like, Hey, listen, just let me. I've changed. I promise. I know, they, well, what's the best thing? The best thing general. for for Piek probably to do is hang out with Hanji for a minute to get yeah. more sympathetic towards the well, Albanians. Well, uh, right? here's the thing: is that, okay, we're saving that for predictions. Okay, but we do. I do want to talk about that. The Hanji, Hanji Megath. I'm gonna write that down so I don't forget. That I I have some thoughts on that. Um. Okay. So let's get to the notes here. Um. The least you can do is hear me out. Annie continues on. She says, I just didn't care if people lived or died. I didn't think any life had any value, including my own, until then, right? So she's essentially suicidal, like nothing matters. It shows that picture of her stomping on those bugs. Mm-hmm. And this is what, this is this is the, what's the what's the term? This is like the trauma that like uh, murderers have, yeah. serial mm-hmm. killers have, they, this, uh, psychopaths, yeah. right? No life matters. They, they don't care anybody they don't see as a problem they'll just go kill somebody if they're in their way it's not a big deal your life is not valuable their life's not valuable everything's seeming meaningless and this can cause you if you think everything is truly meaningless Mm -hmm. to do terrible horrible things because there's in the end it's not doesn't matter whereas if life is valuable if life is intrinsically you know there and you're made in an image and you're valuable then everything you do is important and everything you do is filled with meaning and and the lives that we live are very important and here she went from there was no value to anything, not even my own life, to wait a second. There is value. I can't say that I don't just not care about anybody more. There is somebody that is valuable to me. Mm-hmm. There, are, there is a loved one who's valuable to me. And that's her dad. She loves her dad. Uh, my germ is kind of saying something interesting here. He's saying, this kind of reminds me of the flashback uh, she had when she was a kid with Reiner when Marcel died. She was saying kind of all the same stuff she was. She was talking about like, doesn't really matter. Like she kind of this like, this long like attitude yeah it's what an interesting character she's turning out to be so so yeah so the dad has the whole like um he's like on his knees and he's apologizing and he's in tears and he says please come back and i don't i think it's later in the episode where we see her response where she actually says i promise i will she says okay it's really, we, we've it's never really seen sweet man we had heard him say just promise me you'll come back so season one again season one episode 25 she she comes back or sorry, the, the, we get the flashback between her and the, this father figure, and he says, "You know, please come back." And we don't see her response; we just sort of assumed it. But in this episode, we actually see her say, "Okay, I promise I will," and it gives her something to live for. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like Ymir and like Historia. She's just just kind of took caring about that one person to really do something with their life, and mm-hmm. you know, going, "Okay, like I, I have a little. I don't have much to live for, but I've got this one little thing to live for, and it's somebody that I care about." Yeah, and. Yeah. Anyway, it, like I said, a lot of this is in a way we we kind of already knew. We're just getting more like context. Um, she says, um, 
forget about being a warrior, forget about Marley, just come back. And that man, she says, that man was my father. He thought of me, he thought of me as his own daughter. I have a father waiting for my return. There you go. That's the one. Um, she says, just like me, there's other people who, other people, there are others who have people who are important to them too. Um, this is my other favorite line in the whole freaking episode. I can't say nothing matters anymore. The things I did were all the things I did were unforgivable, but if it, but if it takes me back to him, I do it again. Like she's kind of got this motivation now. And I just love that there's people that show they're like, my motivation is something, somebody very special to me. That's probably a good thing. Annie, yeah. you're pretty twisted, messed up, and you have done some horrible things. But she has an anchor now. And yeah. everybody needs the anchor. Everybody needs somebody. Some version of hope. Yeah. Some father figure or mother figure or some love in their life that they can say, wait a second, there is value, there is meaning, there is purpose. And from that little bit, hopefully something beautiful can grow where you begin to value other people as well. We also hope that her father doesn't die in the uprising yeah. that we see back in Marley. <laughs> That Hitch is like, you're just going to find a corpse and a bunch of rubble. Yeah. Yeah, all you find, you know, yeah, the rubble and the corpse. And she goes, I know. But it's kind of like doesn't really phase her. She's like, I got to try, basically. It's the same way yeah. thing with Gabby and like Falco. She's like, Falco's done for. I got to try, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I have to try. So, all right. So now we get to this is the probably one of the more interesting parts of the episode to me is the whole uprising scene. So it is Mr. Leonhardt, right? Goes right from Annie to her mm-hmm. dad or father. Right, we're just going to call her dad. Um, and the people are talking about the same thing. Like, oh, you saw the dream too? Like, oh, yep. Yeah, well, I saw it. Yeah. We see Reiner's mom and Annie's dad. And Reiner's side mom by side. says the line, we kind of get a flashback to early season four where she says, ah, this is, I knew this would happen. The island devils are coming for us. She's not wrong. I mean, those things are massive muscle devils. Yeah. <laughs> Giant muscly Roombas just coming to vacuum the earth. I kind of figured out why Aaron and Flock and all of them are like so, so nuts, you know, and what they like the stem of their issue is, is that uh-huh. just a couple island boys. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I didn't know they were Marley fans. I, have, yeah. I apologize. Okay. This makes sense. <laughs> thanks Thanks for that. Yeah. Okay. That, that's why they're so nutty, okay? And now we will put our train back on the track. <laughs> we're, here we are in Liberio. The people are... We actually called this as well, although it wasn't that hard of a prediction to make. We were like, hey, I bet you the people in Liberio and like the LDNs that are like in captivity around the world are going to be like, hey, um, 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 there's um the rumbling. <laughs> we should do something about it. And then the, of course, the the Marlin guards are like, they're like, this is all conspiracy. You trash. guys are full of crap. We're gonna shoot you in the face. Really good, great. Yeah, that's uh, actually a good impression. Don't investigate anything. I, I love it because even he he even has like the proof. He doesn't just go like, hey, don't just believe us. Like, go check with the all the other LDNs will be saying the exact same thing. Yeah. And they're like, instead of investigating that. Nah, nah, I'm just gonna, you gonna arrest. You guys are all in a conspiracy. Okay, use your freaking brain. You have these people behind a fence mm-hmm. with guns. Mm-hmm. You don't let them just mail letters to each other casually. How are they going to be in cahoots all over the freaking world? You idiot. You deserve it's, to die. It's not just I'm a sorry. few. It's all okay, of them. Okay, that was a little intense. I'm sorry. Plus, <laughs> plus the people with the armbands, the, the people who have like the good life. Yeah, the that's what I'm saying. saying. No, this is serious, yeah. you guys. It's not just everybody else. And and they're like. Yeah, they pulled the exact same move as the homie in season one when he finds out Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna use my power to shoot you," and Aaron has to like protect everybody. What was that guy's name? 
I remember. just called him Captain Scaredy Pants. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember yeah. what his actual yeah, name he was is. Kind of lame. Oh, Rip Pixis. But Isn't he that Pixis who showed up. Seriously, yeah, Pixis. It's you're right. That's the exact same mentality. Like you're so afraid that you can't use your brain. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Just take a deep breath and turn your brain cells back on and try and use them. But these people, I mean, I, again, I just... Like you're that distrusting? Marley is such a corrupt society, such a like hateful, corrupt society where they really so truly despise these people. Like they're their the most... prejudice is like in their blood, oh, basically. Oh, it's like, so it's intense. Just, yeah. It's just seeped into their entire psyche and there's just no other option that their hate. default setting is you can't be trusted because you're LD and therefore whatever you say must be a lie even if you're trying to save my life yeah, yeah. well the, that, the hate okay. and the the pride yeah pride. for Ooh, sure the pride Yay, Ooh, sounds like an upcoming episode the, uh, the next episode well even what flock said it's why am I agreeing with flock again oh Dang it. whoa bro <laughs> please don't join that team <laughs> Fox says, is, is your pride going to stop you? Like, would you rather die for your pride? Right. You know, and uh, obviously yes. he's saying it jacked up. But <laughs> yeah. but like, they're like, hey, you guys, I, I know that you hate us. I know that we're on the different sides, but I'm telling you this, like, we're all going to die unless danger. you do this. Yep. And they're like, yeah, we still hate you and don't believe you. Like, bro. He even brings up the, the um, Mr. Leonhardt actually says, the rumbling's begun, Aaron's coming to kill us. You know, what about your wife and your house and your family? Like, he's saying like, I'm trying Don't to care you about care your stuff. Don't you care about right your now, own? Yeah, exactly. That's actually what uh, what uh, um, Grisha said to the uh, the founder. What's her name? Freda. He said, oh, "My yeah, wife, yeah. my family. They're all gonna die. Yeah, unless you do this. Yeah, yeah." So he wow. they, he does correctly say, say this part though, because I was saying the same thing. I was like, "They're gonna try and tell the guards." I think the Eldians need to orchestrate some kind of escape. Because if they could get to paradise, at least maybe, maybe just maybe they could avoid some of the rumbling or some of the effects of the rumbling. I don't know. It's yeah. not super clear. Even so, like if if the people can get off, get just go on a boat and be in the water, you won't get crushed. Maybe if you aren't on solid ground, the giant muscle beasts can't smush you. Yeah, but aren't they gonna make like a tsunami type of thing? I mean, I don't know. I'd say, dude, the only way to get is be be a bird. In the sky, <laughs> you know, getting the flying machines. The and, airships. You know. I feel like airships are definitely the safest, but at least a boat would be a little bit better than just you know being a sitting duck. What yeah. are this? What are the once they've crushed the world? Like what are the what are the wall titans going to do? Are they going to sit down and pout? Like and just like no melt anymore? Are they like, just going to evaporate and turn into bones? Who knows? Are they going to rebuild new cities? Oh, because they did build roads and cities and all that in the past. Yeah. Pretty sure they were the workhorses. Okay, well, at any rate, he fights back. Mr. Leonhardt actually remembers, like, so I love the line. He's like, you know, you're guilty of conspiracy. Get on your knees. And then he remembers that line. This is where it is. This is where he remembers uh, Annie. And she says, okay, I promise I'll return. And that's when he goes, ah, and, like, lunges the guard. And you hear a gunshot, but I think it's from the next scene. It's not from that scene. I think they're trying to, like, pull one over on us there. So they go, gunfire. And it's, like, the next shot. And it's like... Yeah, the it's uh, Sadie's, and, and this is uh, this is an interesting scene as well, where he's telling them, you know, the, the, well, first of all, these former Jaegerists, I suppose, are like, Commandant Sadie's like, you, you need to leave. The Jaegerists are like rising up here, like you're not safe. And he tells them, like, I love that they're on his side. Like he saves their life. He trained them. They turn on him, but he saves them anyway. And now they're mm-hmm. like loyal to him. And they're like, you know, what, you know, what do we do? And he goes, listen, the core of the military is dead. 
this episode is literally just outlining like how chaotic this situation is. Yeah. The military's dead. The Jaegerists will gain support and control of the island, and the old regime like me is going to be purged. I'm too old to live in the mountains or to crap outside. Be <laughs> on that. And they're like, well, okay, but if it wasn't for you, we'd be dead. We will protect you. And he's like, don't, like, you fools. Do, 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 you, do you, why do you think I let you freaking beat me up back there? Okay. And he, I just love this guy. I hope he doesn't die. I know he's going oh, to, man. but I really hope he dies. He just loves Hades. Like, not a character. He, he needs to become the next leader of the military. Dang it. Yes, yeah, but he's I, like the guy in line. He as was he was talking, military leader. I was like having visions of like Keith Sadies who who does go to the woods and starts speaking to recruit like a resistance, you know? Yeah. And he's like influencing the people on the inside, the Jaeger, the Jaegerists who like actually are loyal to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait for your moment. Like, I'll come out of the shadows and you guys strike. Yeah. Like, but he, but he's like, no, I'm not going to go into the woods. Just keep fighting. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're worth something. Your life is valuable. You have influence and you're mm-hmm. a freaking, you're a bamf, bro. Like, but his strategy yeah. is probably correct because basically he wants them to play the long game. I, I'm with you. Like, I would like prefer that to happen, but I don't know what kind of like time frame we have left in the show. Like, it could be a yeah, while. That's true. Him saying this makes me think like there could be some like time that needs to pass before the before we actually get to the end of this whole thing yeah which mm-hmm. i don't know what happens with the whole rumbling it's pretty urgent it's happening right now but his thing is, is like listen fall in, just fall in line obey what they say fall into their ranks and, and just try not to lose yourself try not to lose yourself because a day may come when you need to rise up yeah dude what a boss don't lose yourself in, in the just in the cultural yourself. hysteria don't lose yourself in the everyone's going one way and the indoctrination. Don't lose yourself in all of that. Like, stay true to who you are. They're making a good point at this point that, you know, it's either Hanjay or it's uh, Keith that are the, is the highest ranking military officer left. It's left. But again, yeah. who, over who? <laughs> there's, there's probably, it seems very, over there's very Levi few. who has missing fingers. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. E. Christian um, says, Getting attached to characters in AOT smells like a trap. It's <laughs> 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 Yama, don't make me do this. Why? Yeah. We all laugh because it's true. I laugh because it's too embarrassing to cry on air. <laughs> ah. Okay, so we catch up with uh, with Armin Akasa. They're talking about going and catching Connie. And we have this whole scene. And Mikasa's like, well, what would you say? He's like, um... He's like, you gonna tell him, like, hey, you can't save your mom. Like, we need that thing. Or that kid. <laughs> and he actually says Armin like says yes that is what I'm gonna do yeah yeah I think it, I think Adi, I think you would have an audience with Connie of anybody in the show I think you'd have an audience with him we had some good emails this week um, and one of the emails that we had one of the messages was um, they thought that maybe something similar to Aaron's Aaron being eaten was gonna happen with Falco like maybe he's thrown down into like um, Connie's mom's mouth but she either doesn't he explodes like out of she either doesn't like eat him all the way or he explodes out like and kills you know Whoa. her mom and he's like turns into his titan and is like no like I'm gonna keep fighting to save Gabby I'm gonna keep fighting for for the people that I care about that are left and Connie if he does end up doing it is like oh my gosh no you know this is the wrong way to do it but I personally think Papa Brouse is right Connie's gonna hesitate yeah. even as at the end of this episode we see him riding away and he's like lying right. <laughs> Right to the face of Falco. He's like, yeah, I'm a soldier. I'm a good soldier. So that's why I'm helping you. And we're we're riding this way to get you to a hospital because you're amnesia. And, and Falco's like, oh, thank you. You know, what a nice guy I've met, you know. And then even Connie in his own mind goes, 
I became a soldier to like help everybody. And here yeah. he's lying here to a I kid. Am. He's going to sacrifice a kid, right? Like Dang. this is the, this, this is the theme of the show, you know? Are you going to sacrifice the next generation to do what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or are you going to sacrifice your generation to protect the, the next generation? Yeah. And, and he's riding off with Falco. And I don't think, I think he's not even convinced of what he's going to do anymore. Yeah, I agree. Like Connie had, everybody has to have their breaking point in the show at one point or another. And Connie had to hit his and apparently he was right now. So, so dang, Falco's getting rickrolled again. First it was Mr. Kruger, and yes! now it's Mr. Springer. Gosh. Come on, dang. he's always there. He's always gullible. He's gonna turn out. Poor he Falco. When he grows up, yeah, he's seriously, like, don't. I don't trust anybody for nothing. Everyone lies to me. Okay, so Armin makes a good point though, or he makes an interesting point here to to Mikasa, and he says, "Listen, I I have to try. Um, it may be pointless, but I do have to try because otherwise we won't gain Gabby's trust if we don't make this happen." She's the key. Any chance we have of keeping Reiner and the cart in line depends on her. Yep. So Armin is aware the Reiner's is on the island. She is very special to both of them. We don't know where Reiner is. He's in that house. He's, well, Gabby left him somewhere. Gabby Jesus, left him. And he's, he's, still he, there? he's healing. That's all we know. He's not going to die off screen. No way. No. No, no way. Going to. And no so chance. I think he's, he's going to show up or he's going to meet up with Hanji and, and Piek and all of them. Yeah, I, I agree. No, I think that I think the the crew eventually comes back together, but at any rate, Reiner and then the Car Titan. So we know where the Car Titan is. She's she's you know picks with Megath, but they're they're separated from each other. But but what what this tells me is that Armin understands the situation, which is they're probably listen. They're not getting off this island. Yeah, they're here. We need their help somehow. Or you know, again, like I'm not sure what his actual goal here is. Like. He kind of says it in this scene. Basically, we just got to try and pick up the pieces of what we have because mm-hmm. we can't control the rumbling. So we got to do with what we can here. And this is the most stressful. This isn't the most stressful I felt watching this show. I felt much more stress in certain like tense situations. But Armin's summation of the scenario here is it's chaos. The, is he says it's all chaos. It's so. <sighs> What else could be more true? Okay, I just want to, the military is falling apart. Yeah. The rumbling's happening. People yep. are getting squished. Jaegerists are uprising. There's going to be a civil war over Aaron Jaeger and yes. do the right thing or do you not do the right thing. He, yeah. says, he says the problem of the Nine Titans has not gone away. We might have another 2,000 years war over Titans on this tiny island. On this tiny island. Here. I'm so tired. I could sleep like a log for two days, but I have to go do this because it might have a huge impact on the future of humanity. Gotta love Armin. Poor Armin. I feel like everything he's done for the last five years of his life has been for the future of humanity. Yeah. Always chasing the dream. Yeah. But also, I mean, what like a- Even turning into the Colossal Titan and all of that and having to live with the question of should they have saved me or Irwin and just like all- Yeah. Yep. All of it. He he's had a great character arc though. He was this little Arvin, insecure yeah. kid. Aaron has touched him, like helped him like grow mm-hmm. up into a strong, confident character. So much that he's willing to like stand up to Aaron's face, right? And be like, No, you're wrong. I'm gonna stand up for what I believe in. I'm gonna become he's becoming a hero. He's becoming a good man. And yeah. he's like doing the hard things. Well and, mm-hmm. and struggling along the way, which is how it's supposed to be. You don't do it perfectly. Yeah. And true. and how many of us like are can hundred percent relate to Arvin, right? Mm-hmm. You get you get home, you're like I need to change the oil in my car. Something in my sink is broken. I got to do some homework. I need to get this report for work filed. I, yeah. my, my kids or whatever. And like all you want to do, you got too much. You just want to take a nap because mm-hmm. there's like too much to do, you know? Yeah. It's you like do nothing. But instead he's like, okay, I don't have a long-term plan to like save the apocalypse of the world, but here's what I can do. I can start by doing the things that I can do. Mm-hmm. I can put one foot in front of my other. You know, like when they asked 
Mother Teresa, like, how do you change the world? She said, one person at a time. Like, yeah. You go and you help the person mm-hmm. directly in front of you. Yeah. How, 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 how can you address all these problems? Armin's like, I don't even know what to do about Aaron. I can't even figure out what to do about Aaron. But he's, you know what I can do? I can save, I can do what I know is right, which is save Falco's life. Yeah. Okay, I want to list his troubles here. <laughs> this is worth talking about. So the Nine Titans, he start, starts with that. The potential for war on the island, the civil unrest. And he's, uh, Connie... Taking uh taking Falco, yeah, this is all this is in his list of issues he's facing right now. Mm-hmm. Mikasa's like, what should I do? And he's this like, oh, go help John. She's like, go to my Aaron. He's like, I don't know. What is there to be done about it? Like, what can anybody do? Hanja and Levi might both be dead. We've got Flock running around with his gun. Might shoot. shoot. He might shoot us. He might shoot. Put us at the barrel of his gun. Annie is probably out of her crystal. The entire military is falling apart. It's utter chaos. And I love the way that they wrote this because they have him say it's chaos. And then it goes, oh, and also, Historia might be in danger. The volunteers are in danger. The Osmobitos Niccolo might be in trouble. I don't have time to think about the bleak situation. Ain't nobody got time for that. Poor Armin. Chaos is like an insufficient word to disagree <laughs> like what's it happening? is the apocalypse Pyramidai said Armin's having more headaches than Mikasa right about now. yeah oh seriously gosh, poor Armin ain't that the truth okay alright so this is also the part where so he alright so he calms down and he's like listen Commander Irwin wouldn't have snapped at you like that like now I know the answer like they, they saved the wrong guy and we were all like oh Armin we love you you might be right actually, but also but we don't still say really it like you, you. Yeah, you should live you, you deserve live. to live you're here. Listen, the past is the past. Did they make a mistake? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't use you for what you've got, okay? You're still a great guy. So anyway. I still think he should have lived, but it's fine. Mighty Germ says, it's funny how the uh, rumbling is the main event of the story, but it feels like a si- sideshow to the rest of the crisis. The trauma, yeah. The, ca- the characters we care about. You yeah. Know? Okay, so this is where Marcasa goes, hey, uh, my scarf is gone. Serious question. Where and who... I think it's probably that one girl who's like obsessed with her. What is her name? You don't think Armin took Belize. it? He was right there. Oh no, she left it there when she went, right? Yeah, she, yeah, she left she it, it when and... when Luis was in the room with her. So you think Luis grabbed it? I think so, yeah. What if Aaron took it? It's possible, I suppose. I don't know if there's time for him to take it. I don't either. He might have had Luis bring it to him, though. Ooh. Or Flock. Ugh. Ugh, Ugh. Gross. Ugh. Ugh. Flock, don't touch anything. You're gross. Okay, so yeah, then we get the yeah, the the Browse family and they're like saying goodbye and thank you, Gabby. And this is actually kind of like cute little scene between Mia, well, Gabby and Kaya. And she's like, "My real name's Gabby." She's like, "That's, that's a weird name." Ew, weird. I don't like it. Mia's better. <laughs> <laughs> You're fake. But then she calls her Gabby and is like, "Okay, goodbye." So they hug. It's cute. It is cute. Uh, Mama Browse is hugging Mia before yeah. she leaves. Papa Browse says, "Yeah, I think even though Connie's like stressed out, I think he'll hesitate. I think he won't. He won't feed Falco to that Titan. I think you're going to get there in time." Like, what an encouraging, like, dude. They Falco and and Gabby have like the best family now. They do to to go fall back on. They have like the best cheerleaders and encouragers, the ones that'll protect you or whatever. Like, they've found the meaning of life there and mm-hmm. so they either need to bring that back to other islands or never leave you know yeah something like that yeah that's a good question like in the long term I don't know but at any rate we have Niccolo and, and Armin's counseling him like hey like, you don't have to go home but you, you can't stay here and he's like yeah I'm gonna hang out with the Browse family like probably good go live in the freaking wilderness dude like you're in danger go crap in the here. woods you're not too old <laughs> so this is the most frustrating scene 
maybe ever. Cause so it starts with like freaking Flockroach shooting some dude in the hand and just being the most tyrannical you can possibly imagine him being. He's just as bad as Yelena. His facial expressions are Everything. just as sinister. He he's like the tone of his voice. The way yeah, they it's just so replaced horrible. her creepy energy with his. So he like he, he is drunk with power. Jean is the one who like kind of objects here. He's like, hey, like don't. And he's like, oh, I'm just helping him understand. He couldn't grasp what was happening, but now I think he understands. Like, don't make jokes as you're torturing people, guys. Yeah, seriously. That's just, <laughs> it's just, especially yeah. puns. That's why I never knew. I, I, never, I know I could never torture somebody. It's like, yes, yeah, so you don't have to make puns. Because I'd, I'd be making puns the whole time. You <laughs> the know? time. Okay, he says, now, now you know people know what happens when they mouth off. And John asks him, who elected you to be king of this place? And he goes, I'm glad you asked. This is the frustrating part. Ugh. He says, 10 months ago, Aaron told me the master plan. He was going to use Zeke to get the founder. And I gathered the comrades and I aided him. And now his plan is fulfilled. And he looks at the volunteers. He's like, you lost your military leaders. Uh, you, you lost your leaders. You lost your military that was going to uh, around you. And you're about to lose your homelands. All your dreams are lost. <laughs> but hey, you can join our side. We'll welcome you. But you can join us. Here's the thing. There's so many things wrong with this. Number one, I have to know. Did Aaron actually tell Flock his master plan? He told nobody else except for... The dirtiest dog in the game. <laughs> Can I just posit the theory? Listen, I think Aaron may be off his rocker here. But I don't think anybody's that far off their rocker to be like, you know who I'm gonna, I should... I'm going to trust. These, I have all these close friends who I can tell anything to, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take this redheaded jerk, <laughs> this redheaded and he's so going to be the only one I trust with this like super secret information. Yeah. It's so. It, it's just because the story is too convenient. It just seems perfectly obvious to me that Flock is just... Oper- like, maybe not perfectly obvious. It seems likely to me... That Flock is just operating under his own like guys now. He's like, oh, hey, there's a power vacuum. I'm going to come in here yeah. and fill it. And I'm just going to pretend like, uh, yeah, I'm acting as Aaron, I'm acting on Aaron's behalf. I'm now. Aaron's right hand. No, you're not, you little twerp. Okay. Gosh, it's so annoying. Um, yeah, so this is something we were talking about, Alice, in the comments. Um, I said that this is the equivalent of like finding out like the super cute girl that you like just got done dating like the scummiest dude alive yeah. it lowers her stock quite a bit right you're just <laughs> like listen i think you're awesome but you obviously have very bad taste which then tells me something about myself that's yeah. the case it's just all it's bad for everybody right if you just you're dating like the scummiest dude around like just ugh, right like i need i need i need a moment and you need some hand sanitizer yeah i need some space but if aaron's <laughs> entrusting all of his plans to flock what does that say about aaron's plans are probably so terrible no one else would do it <gasps> and then also we know flock we know Flock lies at the end of the segment. Flock says specifically, he goes, yeah, uh, Hanje and Levi, yeah, they're dead. Zeke had to kill him. Sorry. Knowing what full well, that they got not. away. That's what I'm saying. He lies blatantly. Right and he's there. lying to John specifically to get him on his side because if he knew that Hanje and Levi were alive, he would never take Flock's side. Yeah. So if he's lying about this, what else is he lying about? Maybe that Aaron entrusted him with something? Okay, Possibly. But, um, yeah. In the comments. Okay. I can't say. I'm so bad at saying screen names. Kristen. Uh, is saying, to be fair, Pixis did mention Aaron, Flock, and Yelena had secret meetings. And I'm pretty sure that's right. True, true. But it doesn't mean that Aaron's like, I'm going to elect you, Flock, the arbiter of, of morality on, my, yeah. on the land. It's not yeah. outside the realm of possibility that yeah. Flock is being played by Aaron for some reason. Sure. That we don't know. And that Flock actually thinks what he's saying is true. 
But it's also possible that he's just, you know, making up crap because he's drunk with power. Yes. Because he sees the power of I mean, I'm still with Pete in this one. Like, he does, like, just lie to him pretty, pretty obviously here. And, yeah, at any rate, Flock shoots this other dude in the head, and he's like, I won't bow. He, like, he he tells him, like, your dreams are lost, and he's like, I'm never going to bow to you. And he just, like, shoots him in the head multiple times, and he says, um, your pride as a volunteer, his pride as a volunteer wouldn't let him live. And he goes, it's submission. What's so, what's so wrong with this submission? Like, submission is better than dying like this. So take some time to think about it and, like, whatever, like, lock them up and, and take them all, whatever. This guy, this, okay, I'm gonna, I need to finish this statement here. We can kind of talk about the whole thing. So Jean's like, to answer your question, to answer, sorry, Flock says to Jean, to answer your question, I act on Aaron's behalf. He's solving the problems outside the island and the rest of the world, and it's my pro, it's my job, or I will wipe out the resentment here in, in the island. Um, after all the hell we've been through, this is what's in our grasp. And he's like, you know what it is? It is freedom. I, and then he tells you know, he gives the whole spiel. He's like, you don't have to, you don't have to fight anymore. You can live as you please. You remember you wanted the life as an as an MP. You can go to live on. Everybody will think of you as a hero. And John's like, is it over? And he's like, it is over. You can go back to being the old John, uh, reckless and annoying and cheeky. And uh, and that's oh. when he asked him. He's like, so what happened to to? I don't know if it's Mikasa or John. It's like, what happened to to um, Hanjay and Levi? And he's like, oh, they were killed by Zeke. Like he's just so cash with this thing. Yeah, here's the thing. Unfortunately, they were killed. It sucks. Anyway, so you're going to enjoy it. Be on my side. I'm going to offer you utopia. I'm going to offer you the dream yes. that you always wanted. Just stop fighting. Just lay down. Just don't resist my terrible regime so you can have a good life. And that is always the lie the devil comes with. Me. Yeah. I, okay, I want to talk about his use of the word freedom here. Right? He's like, what is it that we can have now? We, we Freedom. Okay. It's a little ironic coming from the guy who is holding people at gunpoint, <laughs> threatening them with the destruction of their own countries and saying, join me or die. And that guy has the gall to go around talking about like he knows something about freedom. Okay, here's the thing. Words have definitions, bro. (laughs) They have meaning, okay? And I just feel like this is like relevant to like the world we live in right now. But the thing is, is the, the word freedom actually means something. It's to decide for yourself. It's to live your own life and to decide for yourself. And the thing about freedom is you either believe in basically all of it or basically none of it, okay? So if you believe in basically all of it, you believe people should be free and that freedom entails them taking care of themselves and being responsible for their own actions and and choosing their own way and having their own version of, you know, having their own morality, the things that are right and wrong to them. Like there's a lot of things that, that, that they may do that you don't like or agree with that you think they shouldn't do, but that's what freedom is, is that you think that they should be allowed to do it, that that's actually the better, that's actually the higher moral good, okay? That's that's freedom's definition. That's what, it, that's what freedom actually is. Anything else Flock says about somebody being free, just because he's using the word freedom, doesn't mean jack. It doesn't, yeah, that, yeah. That's not actually what freedom is. He's a tyrant. Mm-hmm. And the problem with tyrants, especially in the 21st century, is that they always show up talking about, oh yeah, it's for your own safety, it's for your own good, and it's for the sake of your, quote, freedom. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know you're under oppression and I'm making you do exactly what you what I want you to do right now, but um, if you do exactly as I tell you what, what you should be doing, then you'll get your freedom back. Mm. 
F off. Like, no, that's, that's not, not what freedom. freedom is. Like, that's, listen, I'll let you be free. That's a gilded cage. So long as you do exactly what it's, I'm telling you at gunpoint shiny. right now. Don't look at it. Yeah. It's, it's a cage. It is literally that the case. Day, like, the world it's remembered. so jacked up, and, and it's so interesting to me that like Isyama put this character, put Vlock, and like put this whole moment in here because this is like, like this is petty tyranny, this mm-hmm. is actual tyranny, just perfectly encapsulated in this one scene. Because like I said, here he is literally torturing and killing people and sending them, and has no concern for their freedom. It's just like absolutely crapping all over them, and he's like, oh yeah, he's like John, you can go and live free. I'm like. That's not freedom at all because and the, the, the other line he's like you can go be your old old John. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be old John. Like the man grew up. You didn't flock. Like the, like so y- you need to get over it because it turns out some of people actually grow up and have character and morals and then that is where freedom is found, not in freaking just messing people up with your gun. Last comment on this. Please God why Mikasa is like the best warrior in the world why did she not just like break his neck <laughs> right there because there was a ton of other Jaegerists with rifles you know like they probably would have just shot her it would have been a worthy death yeah just, she would have been like I regret nothing I'd be like Mikasa I miss you but you were you died a good one you're the real one okay well at any rate okay Ugh. okay so the last last bit is, is so the credits start rolling and, and we got Connie and, and uh Connie and Falco. Falco are having a nice sunset horse ride <laughs> as they go the opposite direction of where they should be going. He's like, I need to head back south. See, the sun is setting over there. And I'm like, yeah. good observation, kid. Mm-hmm. Somebody, okay, totally unrelated. <laughs> Battlefield 24-2 has been getting a, a ton of hate. Obviously, the game kind of like sucks for so many reasons, but like, there's this YouTube story or something, videos going around of these dudes, and they're like, it's a pretty cool looking sunset. They're like playing BF42 and like the maps are so big. You just walk around for a while and nothing's happening. You're just like in a car, like driving around, like hoping for something to happen. And some, like one of the dudes in the squad is like, Oh, look at that. Like cool sunset. He's like, yeah, pretty cool. Except for it's going down in the South. Like, and he's like <laughs> does dice know anything about anything? Like, is that not like the dumbest mistake in this game? Cause they have a compass. Like you have a, you have a compass in the game. They're headed directly due South and that's where the sun. I'm like, What's wrong with these people? They're on another planet. Yeah. Well, anyway, their game sucks. So that said, the, yeah. So Connie like, gives him the whole spiel. He's like, oh, <coughs> taking you to the hospital and you have amnesia. And, you know, he kind of goes, oh, well, I'm, no, I, I remember collapsing and I remember, I remember. Uh, uh, he's remembering stuff. A so little bit. But like, to, amnesia. Only after a certain point. And, and Connie's like, oh, damn, I'm so mad at him. Like, dude, don't lie. And he's like, yeah, I'm a soldier. It's only natural. And he has that flashback he said to his mom where he's like, oh, go become a good soldier. And he says, he's himself, not a good soldier right now. He says, he's himself, a liar. Mom, I became, I, I can't get my family back, but I might get my mom back. And I, I did. I became a good soldier. Like he's kind of talking himself into it. And, and yeah, they had this whole conversation. Like, I just don't know what to make of it, to be honest. Cause he says, you know, thanks for, you know, thanks for for taking care of me. And Connie's like, "Oh, it's nothing." And he's like, "Yeah, look at it's. We have to go back south because it's like safer." So he just he's making crap up as he goes. And um, uh, you you made this observation. So he says, "I feel like I've seen Connie before." You have as the Jaw Titan when you were Ymir. Well, not you, the Jaw Titan. Well, do you think he saw him when he invaded Liberia? Well, okay, that's my question. So maybe possibly have they actually seen each other? At some point, Good question. 
It'd be hard to know. I, I, I mean, maybe somebody in the chat knows. Like, have they actually literally it, physically seen each other he, at some point? Hmm, was Connie with Sasha? That's what I'm trying to wonder because they when had Falco. Sasha didn't shoot Gabby, and did Connie also <gasps> not shoot Falco? And maybe he saw him well, not no, no, shoot. They were they were in the airship because yeah. they, they were both in the airship, and Connie was in the airship. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Okay, so he definitely most likely saw him there. Yes. So they but he's just not putting two and seen two each other. Yeah. He's just not. Well, he just he's had the Titan thing where he is amnesia. Yeah. So is he going to realize like, hey, wait a second, aren't you the guy that I killed your best friend? Oh, you're probably leading me out here to die, aren't you, or something? Yeah, Steve's making a good point in the chat too. He's like, it's uh, he's not going to do it. Like this, this whole like it seems pretty clear. Like that's not going to happen. It'd be super random. Although, again, maybe we get thrown for a loop and like, actually, it just happened. They either showed it so that we can see how Connie starts to see Falco as a person and not just a chicken nugget to feed to his mom, (laughs) or they're showing it so that we can just absolutely be devastated when Connie does still have the ability to see him as a chicken nugget to feed his mom. So It's going to be one of those two things. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. All right, so I want to get to this last part. It's actually one of the most interesting things. So they see, so they get the airships. Uh, they're they're taking off, and he and it's um, Magath. Yeah, who's General there? Magath gets General left Magath. behind by his people. He is the head of the freaking military, and they're and like, they're just like peace, peace late. See ya. Have a it's nice the life. apocalypse, bro. Is that enough for him to also kind of turn his back on Marley? I hope they, so. they don't care about him at all. He's their don't. main guy. And they're, <laughs> they're like, like, we don't give a crap about you anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's the right call. He says this is the right call because they need to get back and warn them. Yeah, he's land. not mad at them. They need to that, get back and yeah. tell people like, hey, get out. Rumbling's coming. Apocalypse is coming and they can do it. Get on this faster. airship so you don't get crushed by giant muscle monsters. Yeah. How many airships do they have and how far they can they run? That's a good question. <laughs> Who knows how much I don't know. fuel do they have? But for all we know, Magath and, and Peak, for all intents and purposes, are stranded right now on the island. And who who do they happen to meet? Good old Hanji. She's still Hanji's alive. On. And Levi's still alive, baby. He is a Let's mummy go. on a stretcher. Refuses to die. But he's breathing because apparently he's just too dang angry to die. He's got to kill Zeke. He's still pissed. He, he's got to kill Zeke. I just love that Hanji's her old self. She's like, oh, I, hi, oh, I can't. Please don't eat me. Please don't eat me. Also, I, I, this, he's just a harmless fellow. He's like this freaking certified killer. Harmless, my eye. Okay, so here's something we were were talking about was, do Pick and Magath know Levi? Like, they probably heard stories of the legend of Levi. She does. I think Zeke told them. Right, but have Have they they ever seen seen him? Do they know it's him? Because if they go... That's Levi Ackerman, the murderer of like thousands oh, of our people. The smasher of the Titans. Uh, we need to like, are they going to see him as a threat or are they going to be like, is Hanji going to be like, oh yeah, this is Bill, my friend. He got hurt during the, the rumbling and you know, I'm just trying to protect him and, and she's going to like nurture him back to health because they don't know who he really is. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I love how she says a harmless fellow who refuses to die. I just really want him to get Titan power so he can get all of his limbs back. That here's the thing is but, undoubtedly the best person to give the like but any available Titan power to, die, to so. is is Levi. Oh yeah, right? Magath witnessed harmless Levi up close in Liberio as he killed he killed uh, Zeke. Zeke, yeah. Oh, yeah, he might, so, he he might like. recognize. But his face away. is mostly covered with bandages away. at this point. Yeah. 
I mean, the only part of his face you can see is one eye. So even though McGath has seen him, and I'm sure Pick knows who he is, she's a spy. No, yeah, but he remember he was in the woods. He wasn't in the in the capital when she was there. Mm. McGath. Yeah, remember Le- Levi was in the woods with with, with Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, and Pick was in the the capital. But has she been agreed. there before then? Now, who knows? Yeah, they didn't. We don't really know how long she's been there. She, uh, uh, he was there when he was jacking up Zeke. Remember when he kills all the people? He jacks Zeke up. Yeah. Zeke rescues. Uh, That's who she rescues him from. Yes. So oh, she, she totally so knows. Zeke would recognize Levi. Yeah, almost for, for sure. sure. Never forget that face. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> the one who made your freaking commander like cry like a baby. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Okay, wait. Can we go to spoiler section? Where we're pretty much there. Yes. That's the end of the episode. All right. Jacks are going off. Okay, guys. Don't Sash forget. Don't go down. You'd like, you can get some sick Attack on Titan merch in the link. You can get our t-shirts, you get our mugs, and you get some other cool looking ones like the jackets we have and whatnot. Please sponsor our internet connection. There's a, <laughs> there's some cool hats. If you have questions, we can you can subscribe on Twitch and stuff, all that, whatever. Yeah, subscribe too, on so. Twitch. We, we're doing the Twitch thing. Yep. We've also got uh, the, the premium subscriptions available, and you can email us if you have questions at beyondthebasicpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Please email us. We love emails. Subscribe the best. on YouTube. YouTube's. Drop a thermonuclear warhead and on the you, like button. And if you don't like discussions of what you think is going to happen, we are not. We actually don't know. We legit no. don't know. But we're we're going to do our theories, and some people don't. Some sometimes people we predict things correctly, and sometimes we are wildly off course. Hey, it we, was Levi. Most <laughs> of the time, we're wildly off course. Okay, but well we've hit a few bangers. Okay, I'm yeah. just saying, there's been a few of them. We kind of actually called them. I'm happy about that. Yes. Indeed. Okay. All right. Predictions. 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 Okay. Um. Hanjay and Magath is the only note I have here, and I'm trying to remember what the theory was. Okay. You, them meeting up and talking and strategizing together? I think it was mainly Pick yeah. and Hanjay. Well, I think Hanjay and Magath are essentially cut from a similar oh. cloth here. Mm-hmm. I think that what they're going to... They're both leaders. They're, they're both very leaders. Yes. Logical so you have, thinkers. You kind of have the successor to Irwin. Like, and the, slightly insane. The actual successor to Irwin is Hanjay. Okay, we, we did a, like that is the actual case. Yes. Okay, so it's really yes. hard. And so we have the kind of like Erwin protege successor meeting up with like the head military mind of Marley. Some kind of something has to happen here. There's no way they're going to like, they're, I, I just can't see them also, staying enemies. They are also like, they're leaders who get out there with their men. They mm-hmm. don't just like sit in an office and send people to their deaths. Hunter yes. has a freaking eye missing. That's yeah. right. Yeah. She don't and, mess around. Yeah, McGath is like, I'm the best gunner in this place, you know. Yeah, he like actually they, fights. They lead by doing it with the I people that are I just feel like they have them. more in common than not. They and also aren't prone to panic and stupidity. And yeah. they're, they're just, they're strategists and they're trying to figure out a way to save the world and, and they're going to come yeah. together. And they don't like needlessly shoot people in the face for no reason. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's a good trait to have. I so like. what I'm really wanting to see now is I really want to see, like I what I can't fully predict is like how that whole thing like pans out. Obviously they talk, but do they actually like Will they talk? join forces? Do they openly talk? Do they, is it, yeah, do they join forces? Is it, is it very forthright? Is it like Hanji's like, I'm Hanji Zoe. I'm the leader of the scouts. Here's what I think we should do. This is Levi. He's like the baddest of the bad. Please don't kill him. But this is, this is our thoughts on the rumbling. This is our thoughts on what action we should take next. The thing is, is Armin, who we assume was the brightest mind, Having some troubles. Is having troubles. Like, he can't figure out to do what to do about Aaron, if anything. I think it's because he's too emotional about Aaron. Does Hanjay have an idea? Who has an idea? 
Because Magath already said... She might also be too emotional about Aaron. Magath might be the key to making a decision about Aaron because he doesn't give a crap. (laughs) They both actually care about Aaron and have a relationship with him, and so it might be kind of hard for either one of them to be objective and make the right choice. And he might be the one to help them do that. Yeah. No, that's a good point because he's kind of can be more a little more level headed. You're right because he does not as like as involved. So I just feel like I can see a coalition forming of Magath pick like the basically the people who are left on the island who are former Mar- former Marlins, but not and, and then the people who have been on the island who are not Jaegerists. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I just feel like you're gonna have this little like cohort of like the Armin Mikasa Niccolo types you know the non-jaegerish dudes and you know jean whatever and then eventually you're gonna have pick and, and perhaps magath maybe even reiner like gabby falco like you're gonna have basically what I'm, if i'm seeing this correctly actually now that i'm looking at it if for some reason they all did join forces in some way or another that gives you the colossal titan the jaw titan the female titan the female titan if it's mm-hmm. if annie's on board the cart the titan. titan and the armored titan although that's he's f- not armored now he's just a muscle titan because no, all hardening has been yeah well can annie not do her hardening like is the hardening just not a thing anymore like it's just been it done? would seem it so that, or, that or, or it's he been melted, suggested that he, it's so maybe he, it's not forever maybe yeah. it's just temporary well, yeah because he, he melted he, all hardening all existing but hardening but doesn't yeah. mean you can't do it again probably was it a one shot thing yeah he undo it just that one time and it can all i'm saying is be reinstated instituted later five of these five of the titan powers might end up in the same like place yeah. again now the, the great Zeke titan wars 2.0 yeah no really there might be another great titan War and it's going to be everybody versus the founder the warhammer and the attack because they're all in the same person mm-hmm. six versus three maybe perhaps well, that was I, aaron's goal oh, we don't oh. even know what aaron's like capable of now he's got like a mirror and the whole thing and anyway so i don't know and 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 they're saying like uh, Reiner's whole thing was like, what's even the point? He can sh- literally change our bodies. He can make us forget things. Yeah. How what's can the you point? challenge him? That's what I'm saying. Who? Somebody has to come up with a way to, ch- to do something here, but I just don't know who's... His friends. His friends are the ones that could get close. Or could his friends convince him that this is not the best way? Also, who took Mikasa's scarf? Dang it. I'm telling you, it was Louise. Okay. Yeah, maybe his friends can. I don't know. All right. Can I can I just throw another weird theory while we're on the, like, the rumbling thing? Okay. Please. This doesn't seem likely, but I just have to say it so that if I'm right, people are like, whoa, look at cool. Nice. <laughs> the You're being a politician. You're saying a bunch of bull crap that if it never happens, <laughs> no one will remember. But if it does happen, you go, see, I, I, told, I told you, you so. guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, bet, I guess that's what I'm doing. But I'm not looking for any votes because I'm going to do this podcast and if no one watches. So, okay. So here's my theory. So my theory is that perhaps, I've already said this part, that so the wall titans we know that they are subject all titans really pure titans in general but we know specifically the wall titans are subject to sunshine right they will are oh, activated yeah. by sun mm-hmm. okay because the end of season or sorry beginning of season two rather sunny and bean there's a hole in the, there's a hole in the wall and the uh priest dude uh, what's this crap uh, pastor, sure. <laughs> pastor nick is like bless you you're gonna want to cover that up because don't let the sun basically don't let the sun touch that that's titan. a particularly powerful one don't let the sun touch him i thought it was more about says. modesty like kind of cover up too much skin <laughs> Come on, come on. Around the eyeball. He doesn't have any skin. The sun will burn his face. Oh. Which, how do you bring, they bring that up again, going back to season one, like the, the wall worshippers or whatever, like they worship Rose, Cena, Maria, like they actually, it's funny knowing what we know now. Who are like, named oh, after actual people. 
Which, who ate their mother. Were they actually worshiping the walls or were they Gross. worshiping the people originally? Yeah, no, the, they're, they are. They said he actually talks about God, but I think his version of God is Ymir. And yeah. it's, it's the holy the holy sisters. Or he calls them something or whatever. The, the yeah. Pastor. At any rate. There's like, more truth there than we knew. Yeah, yeah. It's just really mm-hmm. interesting. So he like says all that st- all that stuff. Okay, so um, yeah, Sunny and Bean were the same way, right? During it, uh, like when they, when they, they were more active during, during the, day the day and really docile and she, during and night. She was mentioning how some Titans are still active at night, but they're slower. Yes, they're the very least slower. So they're sort of run off sunshine a little bit. And then uh, the same thing was true, of course. The scouts did various operations at night, like going into the woods, going out in the wilderness. They would do them at night because there was less danger from the Titans. The one exception was with the ones that Zeke controls at yes. Utgard Castle. Yes, correct. That's That was an anomaly for sure. So are, is Aaron just controlling like these can. colossal titans through the night or are they going to take That's breaks? my question. That's my question. Okay, so it seems that they are powered by sunshine. Can Aaron make them do stuff anyway? Or are these suckers, like, because the sun's about to set in this next episode, like it's basically already happening now. This It's going to be nighttime, I think for the first time since he's, he started the thing, or so it seems. And the my question is like, are the Titans going to essentially, they're going to have to push pause at night because if they are, they're vulnerable. So the next thing is they also Mm -hmm. have to walk through the oceans. This is an Island after all, they have to go through the water. Okay. Up to now we've all been, we've been told the reason the pure Titans didn't escape the Island in general is because they can't swim. They can't do water. Water was kind of like the one safe place to be generally. I don't know. Are they tall enough to walk through the ocean? Is that a thing that's even going to come up? I don't think it, they're they, tall enough to walk through the ocean. They but made maybe, it sound like Pia could go under the water, right? Yeah. I think they can just, like, not to they admit just don't that die. I've watched this because it's embarrassing, but in Twilight, <laughs> <laughs> the vampires just walk under the ocean, on the ocean floor, and then back up out on the other side because they don't need to breathe because they're dead. So maybe yeah. the Titans can just, because they don't need to breathe, sh- that's already been established, right? They don't need to but breathe or eat. Is it not fair to say that the water is a serious obstacle? Okay, remember how Hanji said that they weigh way less than they should? Yeah. Maybe they'll just float. You think they'll act like ants? You know, those ants that can make, like, they use themselves they as boats, bridge as bridges, and all these things? You think they'll, they'll do something like I that? I mean, they were just walls. Why not form themselves into giant bridges? It's true. They, boats? they also might float. Yeah. Yeah. You got one Titan who's like, 15 Titans is the rod, and he's like steering with the rod on the watch <laughs> over the boat, you know? They're like the wolves in um, that one movie, Storks. <laughs> Wolf boat! Yeah. <laughs> just... yeah. Aaron uses Harding to make a bridge. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, with you on that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they did. Build... Oh, here, here it is, here it is. Quinn is saying this. Quinn the wins. Would being under the ocean take away too much sunlight? So that's my other theory. It's like a would it cool, oh, cool yeah. them off too could much? They, could they even walk? If they're walking through the ocean and it's dark air? and yeah, they're under the yeah, ocean, yeah, yeah. Mm. how much are they even able to do? My, okay. So let's say they let's say they can walk. Let's say they can get through the water just fine, and the sunlight thing is not like an issue. They are going to. I've been saying this for the whole time. They are vulnerable to aerial attack, which they we know are. at the very least Marley is capable of. Mm-hmm. They can load anti-titan cannons on. I'm not saying that they aren't a huge threat they obviously are but i just everyone at this point in the show is like wow this trump card it's totally over 
I just don't think that's if they go down they don't go down without a fight uh-huh. the world's not just think, gonna be like oh sure whatever do you we're think done. they're on autopilots where they just stomp or do you think they physically attack anybody who comes near them I don't know does it matter if you can hit them like their arms are only so long that's the whole point I'm saying from as far as aerial warfare goes dropping bombs on the, their napes yes that's yeah. exactly what I think I mean, is possible and especially weapons. if they slow down at night and you just freaking just air bomb them at night or while they're in the ocean when they're vulnerable it's not as strong a thing as it may be. I just, I don't know. I think they can somehow tra- traverse the ocean because <laughs> there was a, one of those, you know. Old looking, yeah. Old looking images of Titans coming off. Off the yeah. water. I, yeah. Out of the water to the shores of various places. And but again, that was about the rumbling. They were big, colossal Titans. Yeah. That was about the rumbling, but that was like a historical thing saying all this Which happen. means, in my mind, this has probably happened before. But everyone forgot. Hmm. Perhaps. Another question. Uh, one of our viewers sent us an email and they asked um, Ymir, the original founding Titan, mm-hmm. was a female. She has three daughters, mm-hmm. Maria Rosina. We we suspect that one of those daughters wasn't her, wasn't the king Fritz's heir, which is where the uh, other bloodline comes the other from. Royal bloodline. Yeah. And where the uh, attack Titan could come from. However, all that aside, she has three daughters. Those three daughters eat their eat her spine. Mm-hmm. All three of them are able to inherit the Titan uh, shifting power. Yeah, shifting power. And then we think that maybe each one of them three has additional three kids, and all of them eat or whatever. They have the Titan power, and it's it, it's she's obviously a female, but it's not specifically the female Titan, right? Yeah, yeah. is is female, but she's not specifically the female cart Titan. Yeah, right. But there is one specific female Titan. Yeah, who's body looks like a female the rest she, of them seem like man her titan does look like the closest one to ymir there's yes. no question about it as far yeah. as ymir's actual titan versus yes. the female titan they look much more similar than any of the others so if if you just it doesn't matter if it's all just androgynous why is there a specific female titan yeah, yeah that is really weird and and what does it mean that she's versatile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and do you think that what the heck what is yeah. even that does that mean having to do with the titan scream and the hardening can she use mo- all the titan's powers mm-hmm. to a degree yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe she, maybe that that's what it is. She can harden like the armor titan. Mm-hmm. She can scream, scream like, like the beast, the beast titan. titan. She can um, be Fight super the fast crap out of everybody like, like the attack the titan. Attack She's super titan. fast like the jaw titan. Pretty mm-hmm. agile. She can climb like the jaw titan too because she could make the, the claws. claws. Yeah. yeah. Could, can she can she do a little bit of an explosion like the colossal titan? I don't know. Maybe. Can she do any type of warhammer stuff? I don't know. She's versatile, but why is there a female Titan when all of them were female originally based on what we yeah, know? Yeah. And why is there only nine? Why did it stop at nine? There are so, so many, many things we don't still. freaking know yet. It's not fair. Okay. Can we well, go on to my last uh, yeah. spoiler theory? Yeah. So we got to talk about the miners. So again, just because oh, we yeah. watched it. Episode 25, season one, there's this, in the middle of the episode about the fight between Aaron and Annie right after Annie's defeated there's one of those like public information public disclosure or whatever things and it's a long story that's like two pages worth of this story and it's a story about this miner who decides he wants to try and dig he lives outside of Walsina and he wants to go underneath into the interior so he's a miner grabs a shovel he starts digging and it's this whole story about how he tries to dig and he digs super super far and does it for 20 years and he becomes the best miner that there is and he gets down to like what he thinks is bedrock and he strikes his shovel against the bedrock and it turns and it shatters right like it just broke 
because his shovel was steel and this was obviously mm-hmm. like titan hardened crystal stuff and he's like oh i don't know what the, what the heck that's about and then the next page goes and he's telling his friend and they're at the tavern and his friend's like oh don't say it too loud otherwise the people will hear you and then he dis- the the miner the original miner guy like disappears he vanishes right and then the, his his friend goes and tells tells the you know authorities the military police and so they send out like a giant search party looking for the guy and they can't find him and then the the friend also vanishes oh no he tells the garrison yeah he tells the garrison and the mps so the garrison tell the mps yeah and so we were saying okay well the the first the second guy his disappearance sounds like the work of kenny and his whole crew Mm-hmm. We thought the that the cleanup a, crew, yeah, Kenny's cleanup crew. We thought that, that at the time during season three, we we're like, okay, that would kind of because we remember this story. It's an yeah. interesting story. But the thing is, is like the miner has this theory. He goes, okay, the walls must be like we're not only surrounded by walls above ground, we're also surrounded by walls underground, underground as well. That seemed like they go on for forever. Okay, the reason I'm bringing this up is because that is Titan. The, what what we assume is under the walls, the foundation of these walls is Titan hardening stuff. Okay. So if above, okay, and we know Ymir, it seems like Ymir formed these walls. She formed the three of them. She formed the, the Colossal Titans, which means she may have also formed the foundation of these walls. And if Aaron has undone all Titan hardening, then the found, then it's not just that the Titans, you know, the wall Titans are walking free, but what was underneath them has liquefied, question mark? Yeah, like Annie's maybe. Crystal? Maybe. Is there now three moats surrounding? <laughs> like, I, 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 so here, okay. So pause on that thought. Next thought is part of the reason that Marley and the Asmopitos are interested in the island mm-hmm. is because underneath the island is some sort of special resource. Is some it the kind crystal? of glowy crystal thing? Is the glowy crystal thing the stuff from the cavern where they did the ceremony, the Rice family stuff, the, the, their ceremonies and mm-hmm. so on? If so, is all of that stuff disappeared now? Has the resource disappeared? Has it liquefied? Is it pure Ice gasoline? Like stone. what the what the frick? Like I'm just saying, the story about the miners is so specific, yeah, and so odd. It's I just think it'd be weird that it has no bearing on the it show. It kind of sounds to me almost like uh, poetry, yeah, the way it's written. Yes, I agree. Maybe we can ask Mako about this, but it seems like some kind of prose. Like it's uh-huh. the way it's written and translated. At least it's kind of this like more artsy way of speaking. Yeah, there once was a miner, and he, yeah, 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 what we know so far. Mm-hmm. Well, and, so and I, even the way they end it, you know, his sigh went deeper than any tunnel he had ever dug. Exactly. Is this just kind of some kind of iceberg crystal, iceberg stone? Yeah. Is this some, some kind of like lore for now, or is this something that is deeper? Is there something true to this? Kind of like there was something that was true to Sonny and Bean, the cannibals. You know. Yeah. I don't know. All I'm, all I'm saying is that just, yeah, there's got to be something there. And there's got to be a connection between Annie and the ending. Like, Annie must have some play. Some, some, I just can't figure it out yet. Like, is I don't know. Is the whole she, island just built out of Titan stuff? That's what I'm saying. What if the island itself was sort of just the fabricated? The entire thing. What if Ymir just literally made the whole island with the founding Titan's power? Maybe, maybe she did. Maybe she, maybe he commanded her to make them a paradise that they can be away from. And she literally made the whole. But how do you get thing. dirt? And how do you get trees? And how do you? How do you have sand in some parallel universe that you build titans out of? How the frick knows, man? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Uh, good point. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's all I've got. I don't know what you. That's got. my th- crazy wild theory: is that the entire island has been fabricated, the whole thing. You said that you thought that, that maybe that was where the uh, the spinal creature came from, was that island. Yeah. Like that. Ooh. What if there's a whole bunch of them just like Ugh. swimming around underneath there? Rach, you're freaking me out, sister. Oh. What the heck? I don't like it. Ouch. All, All right. right. 
Well, maybe that's it? why there's nine titans. Theories, there nine theories abound. Beasts. We were going, we are going to continue them uh, on into next week's episode called Pride, and we shall, we shall see. Um, don't forget to email us, YouTube, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, thanks again for watching and listening to our show, Beyond the Basin Podcast. If y'all are enjoying it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to our show. Check out the description below for links to our awesome Attack and Titan merchandise. And join us live on Sunday nights on Facebook for all of Season 4. And some of our best content is on YouTube, including me, so go ahead and check that out. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or just want to chat with us, please email us at beyondthebasinpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next video.